Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 315, recorded on February 18th, 2021. On tonight's episode, we discuss the only thing that matters, Nintendo's latest direct since September 2019. Jesse, you know what to do. Boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Nintendo Dads. I'm your host today, Justin Masson. And this indeed is Nintendo Dads. And this indeed is episode 315. And of course, I am joined by three of the coolest guys around the internet. That amazing opener that you hear this week brought to us by the one, the only, the beard that I am probably the most jealous of because I can't grow one myself, Mr. Timothy Alf. Tim, how are you today? Thank you very much, sir. I'm doing good, and as usual, uh, happy to see you guys. Uh, can't see Marty today, but at least we get to hear his lovely voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I'm, again, doing well and happy to talk about games with you guys. How are you doing, Justin? You know what? Thank you for asking. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm doing all right. I'm going to be honest with you. There's weird, it's a weird sound in our house that we've noticed the last couple hours, and it's like it's like a fan is going, but I can't find it, and it's it's near my office, and I'm trying to like locate it. It's a vent. I'm in my basement, and I'm like, what is going on? So, uh, but I'm doing all right. Doing all right. My kids are home for the week, and uh, I'm ready for them to go back to school. Speaking of someone who is stuck at home for a week because of a snowstorm the uh the majestic only voice of marty s as he is not on camera today marty what is going on down in the deep snowy cold tennessee that you live in sir well let me let me just tell you what's going on we uh are buried under a solid maybe inch of ice i mean i know you canadians and northerners know exactly what it's like to be buried under an inch of ice uh, and snow here, and your sonic says volumes. Uh, yes, but anyway, Actually, in Minnesota, it doesn't normally ice much because in order for it to have accumulated ice, it's got to basically be rain that freezes after it's landed. And in in Minnesota, it's too cold for that to happen. Yeah. It's- so what happened was, is we were supposed to get like. They were saying, some people were saying like 16 inches of snow. Uh, and all of that became sleepy and freezing rain on Monday, Tuesday. And it shut. Y'all, Tennessee is closed. The, the whole state, we're, we're, we're closed for business. Uh, like our good friends down in Texas who got it a whole lot worse than we did. Uh, uh, we've got some relatives down in Texas. So we're trying to stay up with them and figure out what's going on. They lost power. A lot of people did. And it's, uh, had to go and you know, basically live with another family this week and had people with us. Uh, and so that's why my voice sounds so lovely. I'm actually calling in <laughs> my telephone call in. But uh, I'm happy to be with you guys tonight. This week's been great. Played a lot of games, ate a lot of good food, watched it snow. I can't I can't complain. Yeah, I'm hoping at some point we're gonna be like and uh let's let's throw to the weather, Marty Estes, how is it down in Tennessee? Right, that's ah, cold outside, guys. Back to you. That's what I'm really hoping for. Jesse, do we have a photo of Marty that we can maybe put in that space where we're just got a phone picture right now? Mecca Dragon makes a great point. Um, uh, uh, Neo Lego, 66 hours without power in Texas, Marty. I feel for you, brother. I'm so sorry to hear that. That wow. is absolutely crazy. Wow. Uh, that is, you know, and of course, Jesse, I haven't forgotten about you. 
but I'm going to say this. Uh, anyone who's being affected by the snowstorm across the U.S., across North America, uh, you know, just please stay safe. Please stay warm. Uh, you know, please, please take care of yourself. Uh, there's lots of lots of craziness going on down there. So, oh uh, yeah, head it over to Mr. Jesse Waldock, the man behind the board. That is it. Just use two Justins. Ebisel says just use my picture twice. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, here, I'll pose for you. Ready? I don't have the ability to do God. it right now. I just, I just, I even just gave, like gave you credit for something. I was like, make it a sound good. It's Jesse. You don't even do your job right. What do you pay you oh, for? It still sounds the same. I just don't make you God look good. God, freaking come on, Jesse. <laughs> come on. Yeah, this yeah. is what happens when, when I'm not there. You turn into this. No, no. This is me all the time. <laughs> Jesse, what is going on behind the soundboard, sir? Pretty good. Yeah, this, this reminds me of what happened in my area two years ago. We lost power for most of a week. And, uh, so, and you know, we, we, we get ice storms from time to time in Kansas as well. I was the first, like the first winter I was here was the first ice storm like that I've ever seen. It was weird having grown up in Minnesota for 25 years before moving here. I just have never seen ice like that before. Yeah. And uh, in Canada, what we call an ice storm is Tuesday. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, big thanks uh, in the chat here to Bald Seagull for the uh, Prime sub as well. Thank you guys very much. Man, it has been – it's been a great week, hasn't it? It's been a lot of fun, right? It's just, uh, just a lot going on. It's fun to be a Nintendo fan this week. Yes. You know – it's like Christmas yeah. in February. It is, but I'm going to tell you also, the internet is really not happy about those results because – just like the internet, boy, did we get ourselves all tithied up. Yeah, we're not and, disappointed uh, by that. And, and we're not happy when we didn't get the things that were never promised to us, but we thought would be there. Uh, but we're going to talk all about false expectations and sadness. Cough, cough, Metroid. But we'll talk to Tim later, I promise. All right, well, let's just jump right into the news, will we? I'm Man. laughing on the outside, but I'm really crying on yeah, the inside. He's like, why does Justin <laughs> always pick on me so much? Uh, Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim, yes, Tim, 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 sir. Yes, Who sir. is the news brought to us by? 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, our new corporate sponsors. <laughs> Head over there and, of course, get two for $5. You can get two Monster Energy drinks. Monster, it keeps you awake all night. Patreon. Our Patreon supporters are our sponsors of the news. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate that. You're All welcome. Right. Thanks to the amazing folks over at Patreon. Of course, we have a, a new patron supporting the show, Kevin Alexander. Thank you so much for jumping in and supporting the show as well. He, uh, Kevin, joins the over 100 supporters that help us every single month keep the show on the air, keep it ad-free, and help pay for um, potentially a replacement to Marty uh, and his frozen uh, his frozenness. Uh, Marty, I'm going to go back yeah, to you for the I weather. Yeah, if I end up looking like the guy from uh, the, at the end of The Shining, yes, uh, that's one exactly of those it. four guys can replace me. You have my permission. Yeah. Uh, can we just get a quick weather report from Tennessee right now, Marty? Uh, it's real cold down here, Justin. Okay? Great. Thanks very much. Throwing back to the studio. I appreciate it. We're going to do that. We're going to do that a lot throughout the show. I'm hoping you'll, you'll send some photos too, possibly. <sighs> Guys, this week, man, what a week for Nintendo. It's like, a roller coaster. Can we just talk about like the biggest thing? Like the thing that I think we should be the most excited about? Those Nintendo Switch Online updates that happened on Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, let's God. go. Let's what? go, Fire and Ice. Man, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in to Nintendo Dads. That's all we need to talk about. Good night. Good night.
All right. Nintendo Direct. I played five minutes. Can I, can I say this honestly about the game? I played five minutes of it, and yep. my son looked at me and said, why are you wasting time on this? Uh, 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 you gotta love children. <laughs> it was his literal quote. Wasting time on what? Playing Fire and on Ice Fire on and Ice. Nintendo. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to run down every single game that was announced during the Nintendo Direct. Oh, geez. Why am I here then? Come I know, right? No. Well, we'll, we'll maybe hit on just kind of the big ones. I'm sure the internet has, has already kind of spoiled it for a lot of people or told a lot of people. And then we'll kind of go around the horn and just say, are there any other games that interested you? Well, before okay. you do that, can I just mention that we we talked about this, right, in, the, in our Discord that... I mean, everybody was hype when they announced at the beginning of the week that they were going to do this. And everybody's dreams just were like through the roof of yeah. what they were expecting. And I hope when they were mentioning their dreams of what what's going to happen, they weren't expecting everything to come true. But man. Uh, right. Because I saw everything. Like if you read one person's post, it was there's going to be F-Zero and Metroid and Breath of the Wild 2. And the next person was, no, it's going to be a Switch Pro and it's yes. going to be, but but you know what's what's funny is is that almost everybody that I saw post said Breath of the Wild two. I thought a lot of people wanted Dragon Quest twelve announced. Yeah, you're running in some weird threads. Like you should probably get out of that. <laughs> I I'm concerned about your safety. I, I like my threads. dark web dark web shit going on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so Mecha Dragon, <laughs> let me know if that picture is better. I do have a, I have a picture up from, from Marty. Ah. <laughs> uh, Jesse, do I you need know to what? go over to YouTube and, and you probably fire should. Jesse? So so rarely do I applaud Jesse's work, but that's that's really good, Jesse. That's really good. I had to make up for five minutes ago. That's fair. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I think you know, Tim. You are right, though. The the expectations and the unfortunate part. There's a couple things that I I fault Nintendo, and I also yes. fault the fans, right? Mostly but the why, fans. But why do we have to repeat this every single time? Yeah. But the, <laughs> the, the reality is Nintendo, you know, for for 560 days hadn't done anything about it. And then they step forward and they say, hey, hey, we know that we haven't been here for a bit. So we're back. And by the way, we're going to deliver to you the biggest, e- yes. biggest, biggest direct that we've ever delivered for lengthwise. I'm pretty sure. Uh, bigger than an E3 direct, I'm pretty sure. And so when you do, when you combine those things together, absence of communication, early year, people thriving and thirsting for Nintendo to do really, really well, a huge game like Breath of the Wild that has been rumored about what the development cycle is, or Breath of the Wild 2 cycle is, this weird rumor about the Switch Pro, um, and you dr- and you provide a direct which is bigger than, like, you're bigger than E3, so you're already building up those levels of hype and expectation. And unfortunately, that's that is a Nintendo had to ma- couldn't can't, Nintendo nothing they could have done could have managed that expectation. Other than they didn't do this, unless, unless they said we don't do the direct and we just like parcel out four like mini partner direct. Twenty. They continue to do what they were doing yeah, all last exactly. year. Exactly, yeah. but but they're like they're like super short and condensed. Um. That would probably have been the only way because I think by making it the, the, the massive event that they did, yeah. they were they were apt to fail. They were going to fall on their face at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that they necessarily fell on their face, no. but there was no way they could have le- like lived up the hype that was created by fans. No matter you know how much was said about that, it was everybody 
there was always somebody in those areas that say temper expectations, right? Yep. Everybody was always saying that, but the, the, what, what we ran into is just, everybody's just building each other up and saying, yeah, this would be cool. This will be, and, and just this, this, this 50 minutes, what are they going to fill in that 50 minutes? And they haven't done one since September, 2019. Yep. So what this must be super important. So that's probably why breath of wild two came up because obviously a lot of, predictions were you know yeah they're going to release it in march you know to coincide with the uh four-year anniversary Mm -hmm. type of thing you know but alas we didn't get all that but anyways i I think that one thing that they could have done guys is this is they could have just dropped it they could have just dropped it and then said hey by the way there's a brand new nintendo direct it's 50 minutes long it's on youtube right now go watch so you think and you think it, that you think that days the day promotion just built the hype expectation, Marty? I think so. Like I think yeah. that. Well, no. Let, let me let me back up and say this. I think the day plus five hundred and twenty-one or however many days mm. built the hype because we've gotten these little tidbits for so long, and it's kind of like when you're really hungry and you really want something to eat, and you eat a snack, but that just doesn't do it right, mm-hmm. and you're still hungry. And then so you eat another snack and you eat another snack. And there's this anticipation, like even it's like, hey, I'm gonna go get a steak later. Or I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get a burger later that I really love. And yeah. there's this anticipation of that meal that's coming. And the food that you're eating doesn't satisfy. It's good. Like it may be like a snack that you really love, but then it all of a sudden it like by I mean, there's been a lot that's combined. I mean, let's, you know, I think that one of the things I can say coming out of this direct is people, y'all need to give Nintendo a break. Like, yes. just like, yes. just mm-hmm. like we've said about everybody else, give Sony a break, give Xbox a break. Give, we just, we have been through one of the most unprecedented times on the face of the planet. And for the fact that they put together a 50 minute direct, mm-hmm. I'm not asking people, like, I don't think that people should like be groveling at their feet or anything. Or, or like praising them as Lord and Savior because they dropped the draft <laughs> finally. But the thing is, is that there's there is so much going on behind the scenes. You like, I don't know. We're not talking about every game, but I'm just going to say this game. You cannot convince me that Mario Golf was not supposed to be a 2020 game. I actually, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Marty. I actually don't think it was. I legitimately okay. think it was a 2021 game because you know what? Okay. You, where they like the place that they put their Nintendo sports games is right there in June. That's where they've done that. Like that's where Mario Tennis came out, which was sure. th- three years ago, four years, three years ago. Was it? I thought it was May. It was, tw- it was it, 28. It, it was 2018. The end of the spring. Maybe 28. 2018 in June. So like, and that was why I've said before, like in my other predictions, I've said they do their sports games in May, like their actual like Nintendo sports game, not like Mario and Sonic at the freaking Olympics for the billionth time. Sure. Right. Sure. So I, I genuinely th- think that that was, that was legit. Um, but, but that's what market. I'm saying is that June is where we really started to see the gears come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really started to see things start to slow down and they began yep. to rely on Indies and they began to rely on, okay, we've got a punt. We get, oh, well, we've got, you know, Age of Calamity. We can throw it in there. Um, but Origami. Like, King. I, I think, I'm sorry, Tim. Origami King in July. That's when it yeah, started. Or, rolling Origami out King in July, out of nowhere. But honestly, if they had just said, or even if they had that morning, they had just said, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct at four o'clock today. And just left it at that. 
it would have, I think it would have blunted some of that hype, mm. but there was a whole, like what, 24, 36 hour spin cycle before that with people hyperventilating to, uh, <laughs> over them, all over themselves, trying to make predictions. And this isn't know, the first guys, time. That's what I don't get. And why do we have to do this every time uh, to explain to people yeah. <laughs> to like, Look, what, what is our motto around here, guys? The official Nintendo dad's model is <laughs> Justin I was hope, right. Sorry. What? No, nope. <laughs> I, hope I assume my bad. Low my bad. Expectations. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah. I hope low expectations. That's it. Yep. At the same time too, it's, uh, and I appreciate what some of the people in our community have said, and I think it was Nick who said this was that keep that in mind, high hopes, low expectations, but at the same time, they are Nintendo. We should expect something of oh, them. Sure. Yeah. We should expect something grand from them, especially yeah. coming out of the also, gates. I, I will say this and then, and then y'all can roll with it. Here it is. We should, nobody should have expected a year's worth of information in February. And that's what, when I saw some of the people's wish lists, that's what it was. It was a year to two years worth of mm -hmm. information. Yeah. And that's, that is never going to happen. It's yeah. not feasible. Jesse, what were you going to say there, sir? No, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Yep. And, and I think too, that we also have to keep in mind of when we're looking at predictions from people, as long as long as they're keeping this in mind, if they're going to predict something to say, there might be all of these grand things that they want, but realizing that maybe one or two of those things will only come true is what really comes out of it, right? So yeah, they may they may say Zelda, Mario, Metroid, you know, all the top tier games, all you know, I want all of them, but hopefully you understand you're only probably going to get one, maybe two out of. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think one of the things that, that I, I had kind of said during the when the news dropped in our kind of quick reaction, I think, you know, and however you feel about the direct, whether the games were there that you wanted or not, or they hit for you the right way. I, I think this is a good sign, right? What Nintendo is able to do is feel confident enough that they have a communication strategy that they feel able to move forward with, right? And that they've developed the infrastructure or the ability to get work completed where, yeah, we can actually tell you what is for, far, far enough along ahead in the pipeline because we feel confident in that roadmap, confident in the direction that we're, we're, we're making. And I think it's that idea of like, like you can kind of feel them re, like re-ramping re, re up. Like, you know, okay, yeah, we're starting to get our feet under us. Here's what we're going to start doing. Here's some information. So overall, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it was horrible. I mean, I, I do think, you know, expectations were, uh, you know, outside the realm of, of possibility. Um, would have liked to see some different things from them, but like, hey, sure, look at they're moving forward. Are we going to get another Nintendo Direct in June for E3? Do we get another one in six months from now? Are they going to like try and do one every six months? Like, how? Like, what does that look like? That's that's our partner directs now off of the docket because they're like, oh, we used partner directs last year to kind of communicate. So is that now not on? Like, should we not be expecting that? Do they continue with indie directs? Right. So there's a lot of little pieces there. I'm curious. I don't about. think anything's off the table at this point. No, I don't think so either. But yeah. I'm just, but I mean, like last year we had no direct. So, but they use the other strategy. So, like, are they, what's the what's the what's the way they're doing this? So, well, we we, we do know Breath of the Wild two will be talked about later. We don't know if that's <laughs> going to be a standalone thing or 
E3-ish or and I know just people, part of another direct. Yeah, and I know people are like, oh my gosh, okay, well, it's not going to come out now until 2022. And it's like, no, they said later, not 2022. Like, like they could t- like to your point, Jesse, they could talk about it in August and it comes in November. Yeah, they've, they've done it. Yeah, they did that last right. year on a number of games. Yep. Yes. They announced it with a two-week, you know, after it's gone gold. Yep. It was available to pre-purchase today before the whole pre-ordering thing started. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's run down some of the major ones that that just for quick headlines for people to know, and then we'll go around the horn and chat about it. Um, Super Smart Super Smash Brothers DLC Fighter Number Nine was revealed as Pyra and Mithra, uh, and that is coming in March 2021. Um, interesting. They kind of did a great job duping us at the beginning. Where it was like, is it DLC? <laughs> What's going on? And then all of a sudden, it was uh, Pyra and Mithra that were arriving. Uh, as we mentioned earlier as well, um, Mario Golf Super Rush was announced for a June 25th uh, arrival date with pre-orders available now. I think this, this for me, I think was probably the most exciting announcement. Pretty close. How about you guys? I know our community was pretty hyped for this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I, when I, I bought the 3DS Golf game and kind of went, meh, this is okay, but not quite what I wanted. And the more they talked about it, you know, the more I'm like, okay, I'm more interested. It's when when, uh, when they said story mode, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tim, golf? I think that uh, – Oh, sorry, Marty, speed go ahead. Golf, speed golf should be a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> I would I watch agree. that. Yes, that would be and a lot of fun. that would make me play this game. Like, I am not a huge – golf fan but i bought mario golf on the ds or 3ds to play with the community and enjoyed it enough and i will probably pick this up Mm -hmm. uh especially just for man wario's pants (laughs) right that's some stuff right there like that's right he and waluigi were styling and profiling yep absolutely uh tim you're excited for golf Heck yeah, I'm excited for golf, especially like you said the the uh, Mario 3D uh, golf that we had for the 3DS. We played as a community, and that's where we had the mo- that's where I had the most fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had fun with it on my own, and then just it got reinvigorated when we played in as, as a community. So I'm really looking forward to that coming, and the aspect of the looks like a single player adventure game that's in, within it too. So yep, absolutely. Uh, another another notable highlight: Animal Crossing New Horizons. The Super Mario 35th anniversary items were shown. Update comes in on February 25th is when the initial update comes in, and then that uh, those items will be available in the item shop to collect for the month uh, beginning on March 1st. There is actually several other events that are also occurring that month that were highlighted in their social channels afterwards, including uh, St. Patrick's Day, Pi Day, and I believe girl day i believe is the other one that was mentioned so there's a couple of them there um man i i, I said on the stream too i was like i am going back to my island i'm going to start collecting bells because i'm going to be buying all this stuff um what yeah, you guys think very this well done that's right very well huh? done it looks like uh you're going to be able to do um like i i really like the way they they introduce it to almost like you can plan out levels in your island almost you know like jumping over streams and Haven't swamp and other things. (laughs) It looked neat. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And what I enjoyed about it is the uh, dream address is going to get a 
big boost because that was the thing about dream addresses like you can go visit people's islands and unless you visited someone's island that had something for you to do is pretty boring but this will give you something else to do to, when you go to do the dream addresses so that you don't have to go visit somebody while they're awake you can just go to the dream address and discover things that they built with the the mario stuff which i think will be a lot of fun absolutely uh, a couple of things to mention here. Again, I'm, I'm really pulling out the big items, and then we're kind of do a second pass, I think, of other kind of uh, light items to touch on. Um, the kind of one more thing was them saying, we don't have a one more thing for Breath of the Wild 2, so go away. But by the way, we actually do have one more thing. Uh, so Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword uh, HD was announced uh, and shown there. Motion controls and button controls are available. Uh, it is available July 16th. 2021 and there is a new zelda joy cons that will be available at that time as well pre-order is available now um folks well, you think they'll be available then i mean probably not let's sorry just be pre honest. the pre-order for the game is available now and and the uh, joy con pre-order went up today yeah it's already sold out yes yeah, at gamestop and best buy i ended up i ended up ordering one from each because gamestop wouldn't let me buy two Hmm. Because I'm buying one I, for me and one for myself. When I tried to go, I couldn't get into my into GameStop, so it was probably crashing anyway. So yeah, Jesse, could I have a hot take button, please, sir? Hot take. I think these Joy Cons are ugly. What? I do not <laughs> like them. Uh, I like them. <laughs> I do not like them at all. That's fine. No. You can buy them and give them to me. <laughs> I'll probably have really easy time finding them here in Canada. Probably not a problem, right? Ooh. All right, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't like the look of them. I don't. Um, I like Zelda. I like Legend of Zelda, um, but I still like the look of these these Joy Cons. Personal take. I think they look great, and I think you're wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's um, you know, and I mean, uh, hey, that is least... the beauty of it because you know, you can have your your gray Joy Cons or, or whatever it is you prefer. Please more for I'll us. I play with my Zelda ones. That sure. Uh, a, a member of our community, actually John from Retro Logic, had a second set and he hooked me up. Wow! That's awesome. Wow! That's awesome. He he's my favorite, and uh, I may just go <laughs> join their podcast now. Uh, that's all i've had to do come on man that could have been so much easier uh and of course the final announcement uh splatoon 3 splatoon 3 for 2022 release now is interesting enough the the very end of it said back back in the ink i wonder if and i know they just said splatoon 3 i wonder if back in the ink is going to be like the subtitle to it i think it could be their marketing campaign yeah i think so yeah Guys, Splatoon 3 coming to Nintendo Switch in 2022. Are we excited? I'm excited about the art style. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's close to what we've seen, but it looks a little bit more um, grittier, I guess. Mm -hmm. It looks very, very interesting. Yeah, dystopian. Uh, I'm interested in what the story is behind it and how they're going so to portray it. It seems, it seems like to me they are tying in the whole Splatocalypse thing that happened with the last... Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think this game definitely got delayed. That makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that one, probably, Marty. Yeah, because they 
when they originally said this is the last Splatfest, then then they ended up doing years of repeats <laughs> that yeah. they probably weren't and, planning and you know, on. Here, and maybe this is a hot take, and you don't have to use the button. That's okay. But use I got really button. excited. I got really excited when I thought it was a going to be like a Borderlands style shooter, uh, and not just more Splatoon. Like I would love to see them branch out into other kind of like shooter types. Yeah. Yep. We weren't sure where it was going to go with that. Can I? Can I like, reference something? I'm not. I'm not mad about it, but like. Yeah. It, like when it showed me that, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna have a big a bow with ink, and you're gonna have a little buddy, and you're gonna be uh, running through the wasteland." And then the bus pulled up and picked them and took them to a city. I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, yeah." Can I, can I? I'm gonna reference something here that I that I just did some quick googling on. Uh, the original Splatoon came out in 2015. Splatoon 2 came out in 2017. Splatoon right. 2's expansion pack, 2018. This Splatoon game is going to be 2022. I'm going to presume also, by the way, May, June, or July, because that's when the other Splatoon games have come out, by the way, for that, that series. Oh, it's definitely this, in that spring spot. This yeah. game will have had three entries and a DLC pack in seven years for a brand new IP that was not pre-established 10 years ago. It's the new hotness, man. That yep. is that is incredible to think about. Well, it shows how big it is in Japan. So yep. being how big it is, it's got to, you know, yep. just like Monster Hunter, they got to keep bringing yeah. them out. And yeah, thankfully, yeah. they're not trying to squeeze it out every year, right? So mm-hmm. at least they're doing it every few years. Yeah. I almost wondered if it, like, and I thought at one point, I was like, maybe it's DLC. Like, could they just have done it as a Splatoon DLC pack? But like, make a large DLC pack. Like, hey, it's 40, 50 bucks or whatever. It's not a full brand new game. Right. Yeah, but that would that would have been monet- interesting. Monetization, but... like the servers are still available, obviously, right? For right. for all kind of stuff. So, uh, I'm excited for this. I, I I do predict this will be a June or July 2022 game if they if they reach if they meet their window marks. Do you, do you also predict that this thing is going to sell mega millions? Oh yeah, it is. yeah. Yes. This, this is this is going to do incredibly well for them. It's going to set them them up for that year really really strong for sure. Definitely. It's a, yes, it's a, I know you had said something about wanting to kind of like do a second pass here, but yep. could I, I just wanted to point out a theme that I saw through this direct and that sure. was multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiplayer seemed to be really strongly emphasized, uh, both with this, uh, with plants versus zombies, with fall guys, with mm-hmm. apex, with, uh, even Star Wars, he was a hunters, 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 Star Wars hunters, which knockout city super, also, knockout city also from EA. About. Uh, yeah. and the dodgeball game, knockout city. Yeah, yeah. I like, there was a ton of multiplayer here. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about that. Like, I, I, like, I'm okay with that. Um, but like, do you, what do you think about that? Because I mean, it was, it was, wasn't it like it was almost 50 50 multiplayer focus uh, and single player focus yeah i guess one of the things I, w- I would maybe differentiate though there marty would be local multiplayer versus online multiplayer that's where i think we saw okay. a lot of that referencing right so if, if i'm going through this list fall guys is online multiplayer 
Um, Mario Golf, and we can make the argument that Mario Golf is going to be online or local, but probably like online would probably be where we where we see. I thought a bit more of a single player experience, but that's just me. And I thought, and I, and for me, when I thought Mario Golf instantly, I went community online, like the tournaments that we used to do with the 3DS. Like I am all on that, right? That is like I am, I am hyped for that. Plants vs. Zombies again. That would be an online multiplayer. Um, Knockout City, I suspect, is online. We really don't. I have no. Like I'm so confused still what that game is, to be completely honest. But it looks very online. Star Wars Hunter, Hunter is taking a quick look at the information that would be online as well. Um, Apex Legends is obviously online. Um, so, but you know, and I'd probably make the argument as well. Like Splatoon Three is an online game. Oh yeah. So that's a great reference. That's a great point, actually. You call out, and I wonder if it's because they they under, you know they've seen so much success in that, or they're or I mean that's another part. Like that's taking a lot of that's a lot of faith in your online infrastructure for an infrastructure <laughs> that typically hasn't been great. Well, they did say they were working on that, weren't they? So. Yeah, yeah. That's a great um, call out, though, Marty. They have to yes. upgrade those Windows ninety eight machines. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Ah. <laughs> you know, it was really cool though. Too was. Uh, when I got done with work and came upstairs and talked to everybody during dinner, my son was all excited about watching this because he didn't watch it yesterday. Yeah. He watched yeah. it earlier today while I was working and he was saying, Hey dad, did you see this? It's like, yep, sure did. Hey dad, did you see this one or this one? And he kept talking about games down, down the list that he was excited about. So, and by the yeah. way, my son, Sam says, hi, by the way, hi, Sam. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was that was really cool to have that you know reaction and uh marty you said you watched it with your son right oh yeah and he was i I tried to video some of it but his his like bigger reactions were toward like plants versus zombies and fall guys he was cheering like up dancing he was so (laughs) excited that's cool. I wanted to film it because of just the joy that, that it brought, you know? Yeah. But by the time, like halfway through, he and I were both so sucked in, like I wasn't worried about filming anymore. Right. Yeah. That's great. So maybe let's do a quick pass there. Uh, going through the list, any other games that, you know, we have not like talked about or, or maybe what are what, what ones that are on your list that you're like, yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. Um, Justin. Yeah. Outer Wilds. Come on, man. Yeah, for sure. Right. So for, for my, I mean, my reaction right at the start was first fall guys. I was like, yeah, super hyped for that. And then they, then they followed up with Outer Wilds. I, I was, yep. I was, I think I even said to you, Tim, I was like, I'm done. We're good. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> we I'm were joking about that. Got exactly what I wanted. Uh, those two, obviously for me, like instantly, I was the only part that I was disappointed in was the fact that they were saying it was going to be summer. Right. So for me, yes. I was like, oh, I don't want to wait sure. too long. Obviously, Mario Golf. I was hoping for me. that was out today. Yeah, so was I. That would have been a great kicker to start off with that. Um, but I think, and also just as a reference point, people are like, well, you know, here's what we're predicting. And we can put it in the prediction logs record. Uh, look for the first week of August for this game to come out because today it was announced it's also coming to Xbox in summer. Um, it came to. PlayStation on the week of September on the week of August fourth, we're suspecting that was a one year licensing agreement with PlayStation to hold the rights to that. So look for uh, Fall Guys to probably be coming the first or second week in August. I would assume to both of those platforms, Xbox and Nintendo Switch. Um, other games that really stood out for me: uh, Plants vs Zombies, Battles for Neighborville uh, stood out for me, uh, and the Animal Crossing update. I want to know more about Star Wars Hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that game is done by Zanga, by the way. 
And it's yeah, done. Yeah, I saw it, that. I'm like, and Zanga is still so a thing? Zanga is a mobile company. And they also mentioned, they also mentioned that the game will also be available on mobile. So hmm. I'm interested, but I'm also like, I'm very leery on that one. <laughs> um, but I think that's also the first game from Lucasfilms or Lucas Games' new subsidiary company or new company they've established um, officially. So that's interesting. Uh, Knockout City from EA. EA, I mean, it's EA original. EA's, this was not on the list of games we expected from EA. This is also multi-platform as well. I know there's actually uh, Steam betas occurring this week for it. This, okay. this could be, like, I, I'm not going to say no to it. It, it, the, like I just wasn't sure really what we saw, and I don't feel like the the interview trailer snippet that they did beforehand really helped to to tell me what this game was. I would like to know more. No. I did like that princess. No, character, that was though. horrible. She was. Amazing. <laughs> I did too. She yeah. she cracked me up. Yeah, <laughs> I, so, I, I I think they should have just shown the gameplay. Yeah, exactly, and and done some really great vo. At times, though, what was the game that we played last year, Tim? It was it was the bubblegum thing. Chewing well, that's the Ninjala, yeah. Ninjala. At times, it, it gave me that feel. Do you yes, know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, I was like, going to say that exactly. I, I like sort of what I'm seeing here, maybe, yeah. but I don't know how it's executed, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the question mark I have. I'm also questioning, and I don't know if it's free to play. Like, there's so many things I question about that one. A um, couple other things I'm just moving on of the things that interest me. Uh, we saw we saw first gameplay footage of Apex running on the Switch. I was happy with that. Um, we will move nice. on. Those are the games yes. that, that, that peaked my interest. I, I left. I felt good about it. Tim, what about you? So, yeah, this uh, definitely, I was like, every few minutes, I was like, yes, yes, yes. So it's like, although I would love to be able to play all of these games, I know realistically I won't be able to. And John from the After Dark, uh, Dad's After Dark, reminds me of that every time. Like, Tim, you're not going to be able to play all these games because I like I want this game, this game, this game, this game, this game, this game. But it's not going to happen. So but uh, but Fall Guys for sure in our house is going to probably be fun to play uh, together, although we have it on the PlayStation. Just, again, being able to break out our switches and be able to play it on our own screens seems like a lot easier than it would be on one screen or, or whatever. So. Outer Wilds for sure, because it uh, gives me the uh, No Man's Sky type vibes a little bit there. And I played a little bit of that um, when that was out, but I didn't get to play it much. Uh, So I'm looking forward to the Outer Wilds, giving that a go. Uh, The other thing that stood out to me that because I haven't had a chance to play and I missed out on it when everybody else was playing was the Hades physical version. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that announcement that we'd get a physical version. Um, uh, so I'll probably be picking that up, especially with all the stuff that's going to come in and it'll give an opportunity for Sammy to play it too. And even Nora or Sophie, if they are interested, um, uh, it's kind of cool. The Ninja Gaiden master collection is coming. Cause I dabbled a little bit with that, with renting it a few times, uh, back in the PS3 days. So it'd be kind of cool to get that collection. And like I joked before, even if I can't play it all now, I'll save it for my retirement fund and play it when I retire, you know, 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can still play my Switch by then. But uh, just going down the list, trying to see if anything else um, jumped out at me. I am excited about Skyward Sword because, again, I had it. I didn't play much of it because 
it was more of i think uh my oldest played it the most and just kind of watched him play it a lot so and i do like the gel the the zelda joey con so i actually was able to secure a pre-order but i'm a little leery on it because it was gamestop and the way their online infrastructure has been lately it's like i'm scared <laughs> well be glad you did tim because uh, i was just uh hitting some different groups here as we're talking and uh those Joy-Con are already showing up on eBay. The pre-orders selling for two hundred dollars. Yeah, that, that and we talked about this, right, Marty? Is is and, and we talked about it in the in previous shows. Yes, we talked about it in previous shows that, and I mentioned it during the PS5 Xbox Series fiasco, ordering fiascos, and even the pin issues that we run into. I was afraid of this type of thing happening. I wasn't expecting joy cons, but for a new system, let's say for Nintendo, right. A new switch, like yeah. it's good. It's going to happen We're we're going to have be fumbling around with these stupid online infrastructures, trying to handle people, trying to order it. And, and the sucky part is like you said, the pe- the, the people that suck that are doing it are the people who are using bots or whatever and whatever, black magic they're using to try to get you know as many pre-orders as they can which sucks for us people who are actually wanting to use these items or maybe even have an extra one just to have on hand because we want we do collect things because we're nintendo fans but anyways the last thing i was excited about was not only that i'm excited about playing splatoon 3 but it's a point on my prediction list and i was happy to see that come true <laughs> so well earned well earned <laughs> So that's a lot of, and I know there's several other things, but yeah, those are the things I'm excited about. That's to Jess, Jesse. Well, I think we've already talked about the games that I'm interested in. So of the other games here that I still wanted to like talk about, because there's, I think there's conversations to be had. Uh, they, they described the, the age of calamity expansion pass mm. by a screen that they had up for three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So you literally had to go, you know, watch it again, pause it if you wanted to read it. So I did have everything written out in the notes in case we wanted to go over some of that. But still, there wasn't any details about what's being added, just more mm-hmm. generalizing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, wave 1 will be released in June. Wave 2 will be released in November. It'll, it's only available as an expansion pass. You can't buy the wave separately for $20. So you can start buying on May 28th. Yeah. I yeah, and I know pre, that's, you can do a pre-order for the expansion pass, but it, it, you won't get charged until the twenty-first, and then yeah, effective the twenty-eighth. I know there are folks in our community who absolutely love uh, Age of Calamity. I know that John busts my chops pretty much weekly about not playing Age of Calamity. Um, I'm I'm very much actually afraid that one day I'll just find him knocking at my door, and he's like traveled to Canada to like stuff me like a, a thing of age of calamity and watch me to play it at gunpoint or something like this. I, I, but I know that he is, uh, he's very excited for that as well. Anything else on that list that uh, interested you, Jesse? Um, let me quick, quick look again. You know, I, I think the project triangle strategy is something to be talked about, but I, mean, mm-hmm. I did play the demo, so we can talk about it later. Okay. Um, I think 
you know, and uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium probably has needs some more a little description. But we, I think we, we Tim has downloaded that. We might talk about that later on in the show as well. Okay, cool. I think that's everything I wanted to touch on. That's fair, uh, Mr. Estes. We'll we'll head over to you. And just before we head over there, uh, quick report: How is the weather? What's it looking like? Uh, it's real cold down here, boss. Real cold. Excellent. Thank you very much, Marty. Coming back for sports. Go ahead, Marty. What's uh, up? So uh, I'm really looking forward to Mario Golf. I mean, I know I said that earlier. Um, I'll probably pick this up. I, I'm looking forward to the community aspect of it. I think the speed golf is brilliant. Uh, another game that nobody has mentioned yet, but I think needs to be on everybody's radar, is Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse. This, like, they slipped it in. And didn't really even like describe what it is. But for those of you who've not played this game, originally launched, I think on either on the Xbox or the Xbox 360, it was developed by um, the team that developed the original Halo. And in the I've game, never heard of this game before, a, so I didn't. They were talking as if it was you, something that pre-existed, but I'm like, I've never heard of this. It's fantastic. You play as a zombie who uh, runs around and kills people and then brings them back to life as his zombie minions. And you run through the levels, like using things like you can throw your brains like a grenade and do all kinds of stuff, but it's all done in the 1950s. Like nobody believes that there's zombies happening or, or going on. So it's like, it has this awesome, like oldie soundtrack. It's, it's just, at one time, it's so fun to play, but also super bizarre. And I think awesome. you need to keep it on your radar. Like, especially, if, I mean, if you like 3D action games, um, that was one. Another one is uh, that I'm really super excited for is Metopia to come to yes, the Switch yes. with upgrades and more stuff and uh, another focus on Miis. Uh, I love this game on 3DS. And I think, it, um, like, a lot of people have been giving it a bunch of crap to. Oh, it's just a 3DS game. It's just a, if you've ever played Metopia, it is never ending. Like it <laughs> has a ton of yes. content. I said that like it was bad. Let me say that it has a ton of content. Yes. Uh, that it, and it's it's presented in such a charming and funny way. And these new additions look really good. So I'm excited about that. Uh, the other, the other challenge, the, the challenge with that one, Marty, is that people, it's any time a game is being ported people immediately create assumptions around the value of it, right? So I heard, I saw people today lose their Evan live in mind over the fact that a 3DS port will be $60 at purchase. Or 50 Um, if you buy it at Walmart. Yeah. Uh, But there you go. Uh, That's the frustrating thing too about that is people don't understand that it was what originally on a 3ds what 40 bucks or something like that $40 is a full price game for a 3ds yeah it's a full game that if the 3ds was for sale and still going strong now it'd still be $40 yeah and now that it's coming to the switch you got to think yes it is a 3ds game coming to the switch so what do they have to do they have to up it they have to give it some polish they have to add some things because because it's you know it, they're bringing it over so and we yeah. did see a couple things that look different like the horse thing right so because we didn't remember the horse there. thing and i think there's some upgrades to like relationships and different things like that so there's going to be fun to yeah, see i think there's a uh, system now that didn't exist before yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. speaking, speaking yeah, of relation 
Speaking <laughs> of relationship system I, and, and Mecha Dragon, thanks for reminding me of this. Uh, fun fact: uh, Metopia got an uh, an M rating uh, in Russia due to same sex marriage. Yeah, there it is. Well, uh, could have been worse. They could have just banned it. Yeah, yeah like first... Australia. Uh, yeah. A couple other ones I'm really excited about. Uh, Star Wars Hunters Knockout City, we've already talked about. Uh, but, uh, y'all, I can't be more excited about Ghosts and Goblins Resurrected. Uh, I, like, I'm really, really excited for that game to come out next week. I know it's going to be frustrating. I know I'm going to want to throw my Switch. But I'm hoping for, like, a difficulty slider. Like I'm Before you buy that. that game, Marty, you need to find out if Nerf still makes cases, for, and if they do make cases uh, yeah. for the Switch. I agree. I agree <laughs> with that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm excited about. And well, and uh, Skyward Sword too. I'm cautiously optimistic. Sure. I, I just looked at looked up my t- play time in Metopia on the 3DS, and it was 45 hours. So it's it, it's be, it's a beefy RPG. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, and that was it's a fun game. It's that was fun. played over the course of a month you know, between August twelfth and through September thirteenth, twenty seventeen. Still, yep, that's pretty good for when the year the Switch came out. So definitely cool. Yep. Nice. Any other uh, games there, Marty? No, that was it. I mean, Splatoon right. three. I think, uh, like, I'm hype about it. But uh, I mean, like the big games, but those are really the and, and, and you know, just for you, Justin, I'm excited about checking out Apex Legends on March 9th. Yeah, you would be. Yeah, you will be. I'm excited about that one, too, because uh, my daughter's been playing that a lot. And she's like, I told her it's coming to the switch. So she's excited that I'll be able to join in via that way. Nice. Good. So. Not too long. Not too long. Two weeks from Tuesday, folks, we'll get we'll jump in there and we're going to do a stream. You've got a countdown, don't you? I do. I know what day it is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing a stream the day it comes out in the afternoon for like three hours. We're going to be streaming Apex on our Twitch channel. Uh, and I will also say uh, the lovely folks at Power A uh, also found out about my love for uh, for Apex and have sent along a fantastic accessory that I get to try. Uh, if you if So more to come on that as well. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that is our Nintendo Direct. Excited to see what Nintendo has, see what happens in the future as well. Let's move over to our next news item, uh, anniversary pins. Uh, Tim, do you know much about this? Anniversary pins are a pain in the, uh, oh, wait, uh, second, uh, yeah, second pin. <laughs> yep. Uh, second Mario pin set that everybody is always dreading because it's so hard to get. And boy, that was that fun to try to get. When, oh, my uh, God. When those missions came up, but yeah, the second Mario pin set went live on Wednesday, and the website breaks due to the website DDoSing itself, <laughs> which is uh, basically um, yeah, lots of people trying to get the pins. And this time it was weird because it wasn't like last time, where it was you just couldn't get into the site or you couldn't get the code. It was you couldn't get the right number of missions to show in order for you to claim your code. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I- you know, someone smarter than me figured this out, but basically the website was doing 22 individual requests to the servers for each time you're refreshed, trying to pull information on one mission. And wow. if it got information back, then it says, okay, here's a mission. You either did or didn't do it. And if it timed out, it didn't show up. So sometimes it would say, you got 
two out of three missions done. Sometimes it would say you had 10 out of 14 missions done. Sometimes it would say you have zero out of zero missions done. <laughs> and uh, so, and of course, you needed to have it say 15 or more in order to Give, for it to give you the link. So I was refreshing that thing for like an hour and a half before the website finally stabilized enough to work the way it should have worked from minute one. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay. So was anyone able to actually get their pin sets? Yes, eventually mm-hmm. they were able to get the sites go up and running after... Uh, Marty, how long would it take before we could get those? About an hour and a half. Uh, it took me an hour and a half. Yeah. So like some people yeah. were starting at two thirty because the last pin the first pin set pin set, you know, you could they actually released them like a half an hour early. So everybody was on a half an hour early. Yeah, the the uh they, they went live at three o'clock Eastern and I I got my order in at around four thirty. Wow. And I was yeah, I was, I, had, after, I was after refreshing two browsers. Started, it just went straight through. Yep. Once once it was once it opened up, once they fixed whatever it was, or things slowed down, and it um, it was right before the direct two happened, I think. Yeah, so, half hour before the direct started. Yeah. yeah so it was uh, good timing <laughs> on their part, but uh, we I was able to get in pretty quickly and, and get it done pretty smoothly. So nice, excellent. Episode says he started refreshing an hour early, and he could just watch it degrade before three <laughs> o'clock hit. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, hopefully uh, you're able to do that. There have also been some new missions added to the uh, the Mario anniversaries. Uh, so you can check that out. Obviously, heading over to what is it? Nintendo missions or Mario Yeah, exactly. Just do that stuff, and you'll be all right. Uh, Jesse, well, but, uh, before I do want to yeah. quickly say the 23rd mission involves you. L- using the dream sleep address. thing, dream the address, dream, yep. dream address in Animal and Crossing to access the, the Nintendo Island. Yes, There's Nintendo Island. That's what yep. it says. So you could probably go web- to it now. But the it website, be- the website will tell you the code. It um, it's supposed to be. It's live between March 9th through March twenty fourth. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. Fair enough. The event they're doing is in that time frame. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Jesse, uh, some game releases got announced. What do we? What should we be aware of? Okay, so we, we, we knew Persona Five Strikers comes out on Tuesday at, for fifty nine ninety nine like normal. Uh, this was you know not something that was reported to what uh, reported. This is something I ended up finding out myself by digging in the eShop that there is a sixty nine ninety nine bundle that. Um, comes if you buy that it comes with uh, uh, I think it's the soundtrack with over 40 tracks that's, that's downloaded as a separate bonus features app uh, then it gives you access to both DLCs the first one's a Persona Legacy background music for that's normally $9.99 if bought separately I presume that is lets you play Persona 3 Persona 4 music in the, as you play this game, and then what, another is called an all-out attack pack. It's four ninety-nine. I'm not sure what that is. It's probably just items, healing items, maybe maybe a persona upgrade items. I don't know yet. Uh, the other thing it gives you is the ability to play it four days early, which means 
you can play it tomorrow or today at the time of you listening to this. That's interesting. So I did buy the $70 one. Yeah, so, you did. And <laughs> it's, you know, I was originally going to wait. Maybe we'll get a code on Tuesday, but I'm like, with a soundtrack, I think, no, I'm buying this. Because I don't think you get the soundtrack. This is the only way I think to, you can get that soundtrack. Probably, yeah. Uh, so I, I went ahead and did that. And even the bonus content was locked until Friday. So I couldn't. I, I do plan on doing a video showing that tomorrow at some point. I probably won't be able to chance to. I won't record it until tomorrow night. So I'll. it'll be posted over the weekend. Yeah. A little bit of like inside baseball information for people who maybe weren't wondering about that kind of things. Uh, sometimes when developers send us codes for stuff, sometimes it's like the base game and that's awesome and we're happy about it. And then sometimes they send us like the deluxe uh, gold edition of games, but you never know what you're going to get until basically it shows up in your inbox. Um, right. So um, right. we're happy. We're happy all the times we get those opportunities, but sometimes it's like, oh man, I would have loved the the you know dlc uh soundtrack also frick and you can't get that separately because it's a pre-order bonus or whatever it is so sometimes those type of things happen i'll probably end up like ripping the soundtrack and put, putting it in my audio library <laughs> yeah. there you go okay and then the other item i that i wanted to talk about is something you might be interested in yes it's overcooked all you can eat mm-hmm. which contains all content all DLC from both Overcooked games, mm-hmm. including online multiplayer with cross-platform coming later. This was originally released last year for PS5 and Xbox Series. Mm-hmm. And then on March 23rd, it'll be releasing on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Yes, and we very often get the question people ask me. They're like, oh, what game? Uh, Overcooked, which one should I jump into? And I, so I just like... A, Go to Overcooked 2. Like, they just got a ton of DLC. It's great. I love it. Both games are fantastic. But if you have not jumped into Overcooked, uh, Overcooked All You Can Eat Edition is absolutely the place to go. Um, Couch Co-op, Couch Chaos. I love, love, love the Overcooked series. I've mentioned this a billion times before to a point that you may think that actually Team 17 pays me. They don't, but I'm not opposed to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not opposed to it. Um, I would highly recommend this. Like whenever Overcooked 3 is announced, occasionally my wife, Jody, she was asked, she's like, uh, any news on an Overcooked 3 yet? Uh, no? Okay. Any new DLC coming out? Um, Overcooked is so good. So, so, so good. Uh, it is kind of the gold standard of the Couch Co-op, Couch Chaos games um, that are available. What was that latest DLC that came out just for this version of last month? Do you remember? Uh, was it for last month? Or are you talking about the one when they did the Game Awards? Maybe it was the Game Awards. The Game Awards, they inserted um, the, sh- the Muppet Chef, remember? Because I was like, yeah, Overcooked 3. Oh, and they're, yeah. like, yes. they're like, no, the Chef is now an Overcooked. I was like, son of a bee. And I was so, like, it's kind of this. I, I presume like, that'll be included. Though, right? They're saying, what was that? Uh, and then I was like, oh, that's, that's got to be like just a free DLC update for the Switch. And I was like, no. I was like, you suck. So you might get it now. Yeah, I might. Might. Yeah. So the price for the Switch version has not been announced, but the PS5 version costs forty nine ninety nine. So yeah. for that comparison, Mega Dragon asks if they can upgrade their existing Overcooked games. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. No, I, I don't suspect as much. Yeah, it was the Swedish chef. Thank you very much. Uh, any other pieces of information in regards to? I see there's one other thing here, Jesse. I'm going to let yeah, you. Yeah, you sure you don't want to talk about that? No. 
Okay. I, uh, one, no, I, I mean, I would love a, a five minute power nap. So I'll let you talk about this. <laughs> this isn't going to be five minutes, but yeah, uh, the other day it was announced that the, the Miko is going to be delayed for a second time due to just hardware part constraints. So the original launch date that was set back in 2018 was October 10th, 2020 which I think was like the anniversary of his sister's death or something morbid mm. like that. And it, but, you know, the way to remember his sister. Uh, anyway, so the, it was the first delay, put it at the midpoint in April, so about a six-month push. The new release is now a six-month push again, hitting that 10-10 date again, but this year. Gotcha. Okay. Cool, cool, and cool. He still hasn't announced what the six free game is going to be, and so, and he still hasn't announced what the physical media is going to look like. Those are like the two big mysteries yep. that everyone wants to know. And we will we will stay tuned for that hard breaking news. Uh, <laughs> it's much like we'll stay tuned for the weather down in Tennessee, Marty. <laughs> it's cold down here, boss. Fantastic. Back to you, Tim, for sports. And the Lions still suck. Oh, <laughs> Mecha Dragon asks, be honest, is this a thing ever going to come out? I have more face in in this coming out than I did the Atari coming out. And th- that eventually did come out. Well, it was like two years late from its original launch. Mm. And I was not impressed with it, as I said in my video. Uh, but, you know, again, I have more optimism for this. We'll, f- we'll find out. There you go. Fair and enough. I, 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 will, I am planning on doing videos. Yeah you, yeah, you best. The amount of time you talked about this thing, I better be seeing, we've been seeing videos from you all day, all day. Uh, Jesse's actually going to quit his full-time job, and we are now dedicating one <laughs> one channel just to Amico Jesse streaming all day. That's Amico his dads. new career. Yeah, just Amico dads. It's just Jesse. That's it. Amico uh, dad, singular? Amico, Amico dad, yeah, one. <laughs> just the one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our news. Let's jump over to our events. Put a couple of additional events in here. Uh, Tim, let's throw over to you. You got the dinner table coming up soon. You want to talk a little bit about the dinner yes. table? Actually, tomorrow night we have our dinner table for this month. And of course, it's open for any Patreons who pay a dollar or more who get into our Discord can come join the dinner table where we talk about uh, what this time is going to be our, our main dish is going to be about uh, kids and video games. Uh, you know, what kind of impact they are have on our kids and is a good impact is a bad impact. Can it be used for good? Uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to talking about that with the community um, and anybody who joins. And I even opened it up, you know, on a couple of the podcasts that I've been on, uh, like I've been on the Nintendo pa- Nintendo Pals, and of course the the Endad Crossing guys. They're always welcome, and you know Nick's always usually come on, and the Dads After Dark's always welcome because they're part of the com- community. But outside of our community, I've always invited anybody to come join us too. So yeah. uh, you never know who might pop in. Uh, so especially after being over a year old, um, I actually just it went by so fast as the year. That wow. the dinner table was actually pat this past October or November, 
you know, so that's crazy. It's already been like a few months past that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, looking forward to doing that and talking some more video games and uh, a hot topic I think is going to be about stadia. In fact, that might be a question that comes up today in our community yep. questions, but uh, we'll be talking about stadia and the impact that their changes have, are going to have and we're going to have a lot of fun so again that's every third friday of every month and if anything changes i always try to make sure i get a good long heads up unless something uncontrollable happens but yes every third friday of the month and of course as a patron of nintendo dads you actually get like this calendar artwork that we send out that actually shows the date that we intend on recording that show so if you miss this conversation you could literally go back to the calendar that we send every single month to yes. see what's on there. So that's a, that's a great part as well. Yep. I was late for February's, but I have March scheduled now. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, sitting there scheduled. The scheduled button. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> that's kind of like it. Good stuff. Yeah, excited to see the dinner table as well and such great uh, response that happens there. Uh, a couple of events I want to uh, pull people's attention to just to kind of put on your radar, just to maybe maybe got a free weekend you're looking things to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend is BlizzCon. Uh, this typically occurs usually uh, around like October, November, every single year in person, usually down like something like Orlando. Um, but uh, but this this year it is a digital event. We may get some news out of BlizzCon this year. Uh, just not like directly. Hey, here's what's coming to the Nintendo Switch. But we you know we have heard rumor that we should not be expecting Overwatch two in 2021. We may get some information about that. Um, will Diablo four be coming to the Nintendo Switch? Are they? redoing um, World of Warcraft or Diablo. So we may actually be getting some information that that tangentially is impacted or has ripples to the Nintendo Switch uh, out this weekend as well. So keep an eye on for that. Of course, if you're a big Overwatch fan like myself, uh, you're probably kind of tuned in a little bit. And I know that I am. Also on the radars as well, uh, February 27th is the Pokemon Day anniversary or Pokemon Anniversary Day. Um, Let's keep our ears and eyes open because we there may be some events coming up or, or announcements around that time that we uh, that we might anticipate some kind of uh, some kind of I don't know. Here's what we're planning for 2021. We did not see in the Nintendo Direct any information about Pokemon. I uh, know obviously we do know Pokemon Snap is coming up, but nothing else was announced. If there is anything big that's going to be announced regarding Pokemon, the Pokemon Company will own that information, not Nintendo. Yeah, Go ahead, I, Jesse. The 27th is a Saturday, so I doubt we'll see anything day on specifically Correct. that day. Yep. But I would say anywhere between the previous Thursday and the next Tuesday is probably, yeah, we got five days there or four four business days where something can happen. Yeah, exactly. So some fair games. So if you're a Pokemon fan, maybe keep an eye out for that. Speaking of Pokemon events uh, or Pokemon events, I'll go to Pokemon uh, Go events are happening this coming up soon. March has a community day featuring Fletchling, which is happening on March 6th, and hours are not yet determined, but they're usually 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Uh, if there is an announcement to be different, we will update the information in future episodes. Jesse is our resident Pokemon Go uh, player and sits in that pocket and does a great job of keeping everyone up to date. Uh, so uh, thank you, Jesse, for that. We know that Even though you community. normally nap when we talk about it. Traditionally, I do, but I just want to, I'm feeling giving today. I feel like I need to give you some praise. And so that was it. And now that you've called it out, that's it for the year. You've met your quota, you silly bugger. I'm okay with this. Good. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say something as well before we headed off into our next session um, or next section. Tim, you had mentioned the conversation occurring at the dinner table very often revolves around parenting. And parenting tips and your conversation around video games specifically for children coming up uh, very soon. Uh, I, 
I just want to say last week, Tim and Marty had such a great conversation about um, their experience as parents uh, with kids on the spectrum. And publicly, I wanted to say this to both of them. Um, the amount of feedback that we received from that was so positive and so affirming and so genuine. Um, so many people praised you both for your honesty, your your uh, ability to be open and vulnerable in those moments and um, and praised you both for that. And uh, And what I heard from that was a lot of parents saying, I'm not the only one. There's somebody else who has that feeling, who struggles that way, who's challenged that way, who celebrates that way, and who loves that way. So just just on behalf of the community uh, and be, on behalf of the listeners, I think just thank you both for that um, because I think it was very um, uh, probably very challenging at times, but very stirring and and engaging and real and genuine. Uh, well, thanks for that. Um... You know, when we talked about that, I didn't expect it to be such a big deal. Like, you know, like we were just going to answer a question, but uh, we heard so much from people this week, and uh, that, like, on the on the opposite end of that, like hearing people talk about that and how much that meant to them, uh, or sharing experiences that they had, uh, was was very very special to me as well. Um, just to be able to, to, to like say, yeah, you know, here's where this, this is the pocket of life that we sit in. And, uh, it's okay to say some days suck and some days, a lot of days, a lot of days are great. Um, but yeah, like, um, I, I'm a big believer in that things happen for a reason. And I know that, that I have the kids I have because of there's reasons behind that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm I'm just glad, like, to know I've got a community that that I can talk to that that like I can depend on. I, like I've said so many times, I love this community and and what we've been able to build through the show. But also, like, the a huge part of it is my wife. Like, just being in that the trench with her and and like she doesn't get nearly enough credit because she's home all day dealing with them uh you know because we homeschool too uh, and just like how awesome she's been and how strong she's been with them um that that it's just like i, I think somebody said it's a journey it's a, you, know, you just take it a day at a time like you take it, it's a little part of the journey every day and that's what we're trying to do and video games plays a big part of that nintendo plays a huge part of uh, the bond between me and my son, and I hope it always does. Yep, same here, Marty. It's a, it's been a every year or every few months. It seems like it's been a bigger, bigger bond with between me and my son as well. So it's how we connect, and um, and it's been very helpful. And and I want to say too, uh, thanks to the community for all the feedback. It's been it's helpful for for me and I'm sure Marty to hear that. Because, like you said, we weren't expecting it to blow up like that, but we definitely wanted to share that you're not alone. I want to feel that I'm not alone, you know, especially need to be able to talk about it. And I want to remind anybody who's out there listening that we have a community full of people who are in different, who are wearing different shoes or different hats or whatever, however you want to put it, who have different experiences and can 
and and we all help each other out by by being able to vent or talk about things or say, Hey, I've got, a, I've had this crappy day, you know, and we all are there saying, yeah, I hate it when this happened in my life too. And, you know, not trying to take away from what they're experiencing, but just trying to let them know they're not alone. So that's why a lot of people like our community. And I encourage you, anybody who isn't in our community yet to come on in and, um, you know, check it out. And we're not trying to get a dollar out of you, but it helps maintain <laughs> the lights, you know? So uh, and it helps also maintain the gates, if you will. We don't want just anybody coming in. We want people who are for real coming in. So, and we want you to be able to feel comfortable coming in and uh, share those type of things. You know, you might not be able to do it day one, but just come in and get a you know feel for the community, and then be able to have a place where you can feel comfortable to share those type of things that Marty and I shared last week. And then, you know, just know that you're not alone and that, and that's not just for dads. It can be for moms, any parents, any grandparents, any aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, um, or just, uh, you could be a babysitter for all I know, but any way you deal with kids, we're all there for each other or even for yourself too, you know, cause we got people there who aren't, you know, necessarily parents, but they probably do influence kids whether they know it or not but they're in our community and uh, definitely don't, we don't exclude you if you're not a dad, just put it that way. So. Right. Absolutely. Great, 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 great stuff. Uh, and again, thank you so much for, uh, for the love and support people provided us. All right. Well, let's jump into what we've been playing. Shall we? Do it. So there's a couple of things as I'm looking at this list that, that I noticed that uh, there's at least one game that all of us have been playing. I can assume Marty, I know Marty's been playing, just hasn't put it in the dock, and that's okay, Marty. Um, so I think I'd like us to have, yeah, yeah. thank you, Jesse, yeah, have a big conversation about <laughs> Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury, and then maybe just do a hot pocket line of like what the other games are you've been playing in like a 30-second snippet. Is that fair? Because I, sure. I think the rich conversation is probably around Bowser's uh, Fury. Um, round the horn folks, uh, we've all been playing it, right? Um, just for kind of a reference point, has anyone finished, uh, 3d world? Has anyone finished Bowser's fury portion of it? No, I'm both. I, I have hundred percent of Bowser's fury. hundred percent of Bowser's fury. Marty, where are you at? Uh, I am four cat shines away from okay. finishing Bowser's fury. Okay. Uh, I am 42 cat shines into Bowser's Fury, and we just started playing 3D World with my with the family yesterday. So we just finished the first world, um, moving on to world number two now. Uh, so we're not super far into it. Um, guys, what do we think of this? How, are we having fun? What, what, what's, our, what's our general consensus here? Um, Tim, can I throw to so you first? What, oh, sorry, Marty, go ahead. Sorry, I apologize. No, I was just going to say, so what you want me to just say is, that uh, I was right, and this is the greatest 3D Mario game of all time. Uh, as John Blanco, uh, good friend from you know Dads After Dark, confirmed in our Discord this evening, he said, "Marty is right." So there it is. John also likes um, Age of Calamity, so his opinion is pretty invalid to me. Um, uh, so well, he I, got like I, million who bought it. So yeah, you know, well. Four billion people can still be wrong. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I just I, I wanted to say this because I've i y'all know I've harped on 3D World so much. Uh, it was a joy to get back into that part of the game, but y'all 
Bowser's Fury is so good. Mm-hmm. And it I, I it's 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 so good. I would have bought this as a standalone digital release. Like if if nothing else was coming, like if they had just done that and said, We're gonna put this on the eShop, it's twenty four ninety nine, go get it. I yes. It's so good. Yeah. I don't even I mean, there's so much we could dig into. I want to hear you guys' thoughts, though, because you've heard me talk about Mario 3D World so much. Uh, what did y'all think? Uh, I, I, sorry, 3D World or Bowser's Fury? Any of it. Oh, I am loving, 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 loving Bowser's Fury. Like, um, I, I, I was saying before, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't like, and I don't know, Marty, you, so, sorry, Jesse, you finished it. What was your time on it? I don't know exactly. I think I rolled credits at maybe four to five hours. And then, and that was like at the, I'm not going to say the number, but that was the minimum number of shines needed to roll credits. Right. And then it took another probably four to six hours to wrap it up. Yeah. So you're looking like a hundo P about 10 hours, give or take. It took me about, I say about eight to ten hours. Eight to ten hours, yeah. Like that's a pretty good value proposition, right? You know what I mean? Like that's a yeah. Like, yeah. Like, if that was the only game, I w- yep. I'd be happy with it, even if it was sixty. You know, at sixty dollars. Yeah, it, it's it's a good game. Yeah, and it I, does a lot of new things, and it hopefully it hints as to what Mario will do in the future. Yeah. That was exactly as I'm playing this, and I kept thinking that too, Jesse. I'm like, I really hope like is. Like is are what the, like is this like the teaser kind of trailer? Is this kind of like you know the pre prelude to like what we're gonna what we should be anticipating from the next main Mario game that arrives on the Nintendo Switch? Is this kind of like you know Mario one point five on the Nintendo Switch? Um, because man, I'm loving it. Like I absolutely absolutely adore it. They do so many things well there. I love the you know very bottom and, and we see that also in Mario three D World. But hey, I've got I can. You know, press up on the directional pad, and I've got my inventory there, right? You can access that at any time. Um, you know, infin- infinite life, infinite lives. I find it both challenging and rewarding at the same time. Like it's, I, man, I, I'm loving Bowser's Fury. Like legitimately, um, I'm all in on it. Tim, yeah, this is my new favorite Bowser version of Bowser. By the way, uh, people have probably heard me say that in the Discord community, but just the way he looks and the way he's presented in this game is pretty cool. And he's actually in my desktop here on my computer too, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm not as far as you guys are in the, in Bowser's fury. I got about 20 shines here I'm working on getting up to, you know, the 40 mark. Um, so, and then I like the ability of right now I have it on the ability to be able to have Sammy jump in as Bowser jr which uh, we started off playing that way. And then he, when he was done, I continued playing on without him. So I like that ability for him to be able to jump in and out of the game whenever he wants to play with me and stuff like that. And the same goes for, you know, uh, 3d world as well. So, and I didn't get to play that one as much when it was out on the Wii U, but I loved 3d land. So I'm hoping that, you know, I know it's a bigger, aspect of the game and a lot more content there but still i liked 3d land a lot it's one of my top mario games 
And so I'm in the more I play world as well, again with Sam and and any of my family that plays, or even when we played online, it was fun just getting a hang of it. You know, even though the depth of the game was a little troublesome for me. And Marty, you mentioned how some, you know, it was kind of, it's hard for people to catch on to that a little bit, but uh, once I got the feel for it, then I was able to kind of play a little bit better the plant, the platforming part of it. So, but again, I, I always applaud a game that allows people to be able to jump in easily and quickly without you having, okay, let me stop the game, start it over, you know, and that way we can choose the people that need to come in. No, they can just jump right into the game, which is really cool. Yeah. I thought that was, I would hundred percent agree with that as well. Yeah, um, go ahead. Sorry, thing. Jesse. My, my, my quick history with the game is about the Wii U played every level except for the final, final level. Yep. I, I, I think my son unlocked it and like, nope, I can't do that one. And I don't even plan on unlocking it here. Uh, yeah. But I do plan on trying, you know, playing through as, as much as I can. Um, after Odyssey, I tried going back and play it again. And I'm like, this is so slow. I can't do this. And they fixed that problem. Whatever was yeah. so, why it was so slow. It is not slow. It is really snappy in mm-hmm. in the the main game on the Switch. And I'm glad because otherwise I probably wouldn't have played it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it. I had it on the Wii U. I finished a good chunk of it. I don't remember how far I got it. I should probably reboot up my Wii U just to find that out. Um, but as I'm playing through the levels that we're in right now, I mean, everything feels. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this level. This is familiar, right? Um, uh, I jumped in with the, with the family yesterday to play at four players. And I, I will say this, um, playing with my family, uh, drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, and, and I know my children are listening. I love you both. You're as intended as intended, <laughs> but they drive me absolutely bonkers. One runs like way far ahead. And it's, of course it's pulling the rest of the game and everyone's trying to go and you gotta go. I want to go back to where that pipe is. And we're not going down the pipe because now. You're running way ahead, and I, oh, there's the star. Oh, wait, you're still running way ahead. Now somebody's yelling at somebody else because now they fell off and accidentally got thrown away. And I want to jump in the flagpole per first. And so, um, but I, I yeah. it, you know, it is chaos and it is craziness, but like it's also just about a bunch of fun. Um, yes. I think that I think it's absolutely fantastic. And it's, it does paint, you know, it does hurt me a little bit to say that it's a very good, very good Mario game. It hurts you to say that it's good. Let me say that. <laughs> yep. Just because. You just be, just you because it. Say, just just because it's it's agreeing with you. That's all. You can't say that it's a great Mario game. No, I think it's a good. It's a very good Mario game. You know, I one thing that I uh, I wanted to point out that I didn't notice until today playing Bowser's Fury. Uh, you don't have any lives. Yep. Yep. No lives. There's yeah. no lives. It's but, all coin based. Um, and if you like, if you die, you lose some of your coins and you drop, drop to zero, uh, you just stay at zero. So there's no game over. And I think, I think like it's 50 said, coins, I wonder, 40 or 50. I'm sorry. Coins. What that? I think it's 40 or 50 coins you lose. Oh, okay. Uh, like I, I feel like this is building some type of framework for where we go from here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. Like I've, I've thought about it. Like I think that one of the reasons I love 3D world so much is I think it takes the best elements from lots of Mario games 
and puts them all together in a very enjoyable and easy to play and fun to get into package. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like you've got the, you got like the, the brand new boomerang suit from Mario 3d land. And you combine that with uh, the old Tanuki suit and, you know, you've got the cat suit and, and fire flower and you've got the familiar enemies. The only thing that could have made this game better is uh, if they do a sequel, like they did 3d world two, like, I need some Koopa kids. Like mm. I, I need, I need the whole Mario three smorgasbord of enemies and airships and all kinds of other stuff. And I would I, like, I think if we have a very good chance that if this sells, like I think it's going to on mm. switch, that this is going to be uh, up for a sequel at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think the sales numbers, Marty, for this is going to be just outrageous. It's <laughs> Mario. It's Mario, yeah, and it's it, good. Yeah, it's Mario. It's good. It's four-player. Um, it's it, like I had, a, I had a friend who texted me. I had to laugh. He texted me on Thursday last week. Hey, what do you know about this uh, Mario 3D world? Is it any good? And I was like, yeah, you should just buy it. Like, yeah. just just pick it up. But you're, <laughs> yeah. you're going to, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, yeah. Um, do yeah. that. So, um, yeah, I think he did it. Yeah. And without again, I'm not going to spoil the details, but Marty and then anyone else, when you get the hundred shine and then roll credits again, reload the game. That's all okay. I'll say. Reload the game again. You will, you, you will like it. Yeah. All right. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Mecha, Mecha Dragon makes a great statement here. He says, you don't see people arguing about 3D World going for $60 when the Wii U version is 20 Right. Right, yes. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that's also because it's Mario. All right, folks. Um, so, gentlemen, overall sense consensus for Nintendo Dads, two thumbs up. Yes, right. we highly recommend this game. 11 yes. out of 10. Eight, eight thumbs up. Shh. <laughs> I, I it's 11, wanted, 11 thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw out there that this is this month's monthly mayhem game uh, yes. the, I think the scoring is number of stars plus number of stamps plus number of cat shines I might be missing something but essentially that's what it is so I'm uh, I, so I've already 100% Bowser's Fury I'm working on the main game. I'm hundred percenting each world as I go. And so I'm in the middle of world four now. So I've everything before world four, I've hundred percented. Yep. Nice. So 3d worlds collect green stars and stamps and Bowser's fury collect cat shines. Nice. I like it. All right, folks. So that is, that is again, that is super Mario 3d world and Bowser's fury, arguably the best 3d Mario game available to play with an 11 out of 10 for Mr. Marty Estes. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let's continue with what else we have been playing. Tim, give me a hot, give me a hot 30 seconds on what you've been playing. Sure. Uh, so I've been playing the outer worlds peril of Gorgon. I actually did like, I think it was a two hour uh, stream of that game because that is a game you cannot quickly get through. You got to talk to a lot of people, select various dialogue that will affect the story as it goes on. It'll affect your interactions with people and some choices will affect your ending. 
The Peril of Gorgon is, is a standalone section of the game, though. You can go in once you get past the third part of the game. Uh, the radio, the radio one, I forget the title of it at the moment, but uh, um, it's um, Radio Monarch, I think, or something like that. But anyways, once you get past that point, uh, then you can then when you're going flying to the next planet to go on to the next mission, you get interrupted by this uh, job, uh, which is very well done. If you if you want to know more about it, go watch the stream. And, you know, you can put it up, you know, speed it up so you don't have to, you know, you can cut the time. You don't have to watch the full two hours, but you can see get some snippets of what's going on and get a feel for it. I really like what they've done with this game ever since they originally launched it. They've been working on it diligently to improve the graphics and improve the gameplay and the speed of the game and how it looks. If you're concerned about graphics, I still recommend going to play it, but play it on a PS4 or any of the other systems that ha that are better at the graphics or even a PC. I think it's on PC as well. Uh, but if you're not concerned about the graphics and you like the idea of playing it on the go, this game is absolutely a must-have to play on the go, especially if you like these kind of games, a third-person, story-driven game. So I, I highly recommend it. Uh, also playing Animal Crossing New Horizons with the festival thing going on. Definitely played a lot of that. I like how it was done because um, it was similar to kind of like how quickly you could get some things done with Turkey Day or with Halloween um, and collecting feathers and all that kind of stuff. I collected quite a few things to put on my island that I still have out that I just kind of spread out, uh, put a few things away for, you know, whatever reasons. But uh, and I kept a few feathers that I collected. So uh, it was really it, I liked how how those type of things go. And I hope their uh, seasons or their um, their events are kind of like that um but in a in building on that and improving on that so uh and i'm looking forward to the mario thing too as well so i'm gonna have a lot of fun with that and in fact i'll wait for that so anyways uh capcom arcade stadium i downloaded because uh, i was looking forward to see what that was like because i like getting these collections these arcade collections um like i recently picked up the uh street fighter 30th anniversary collection um, I want to pick up the Atari one. I was hoping to be able to pick up that one as a physical, but that one seems to be harder and harder to find. Uh, so um, I might just pick that one up as a, a digital, but uh, I like having those things because I like being able to jump in on, on some of those classics that I played when I was younger. Just they're nice and quick, easy to get into. So I picked up the Capcom Arcade Stadium, which is free to download because you can buy bundles to uh, be able to play specific ranges of games. And um, I think you put notes on that, didn't you, Jesse? Yeah, it's up. Yes. It, it, it's up in the. Yes. The so direct. there's game packs you can buy in the eShop. And this is something I didn't know. Jesse had to tell me about this in our pre-show. But basically, because I, I went in there and I'm looking at each arcade cabinet, thinking that I could go in and just buy that game. No, you actually go in and buy packs. And so they right now they have three packs where you got pack one is Dawn of the Arcade, which shows arcade games from 84 to 88. That would be 1984 to 1988 <laughs> for anybody who's, you know, <laughs> wondering what I mean. Pack two, Arcade Revolution, which is 1989 to 1992. 
And pack three is Arcade Evolution, 1992 to 2001. And each pack is about $15 each in the U.S. And you can get all three for a bundle of $40 in the U.S. Um, kind of disappointed that you got to buy them in bundles. Because, um, again, I was hoping to be able to buy the games I was interested in individually. I don't know if that will eventually be the case because they do have the games listed individually in the eShop, um, probably for Nintendo reasons, but um, you can only buy them by the pack. So I'll be looking at those a little bit closer and figuring out which pack I want to get. And if, if it makes sense, maybe I'll buy all the packs and, and have them. Uh, the only, again, the other concern I have about this, is this is all digital. This isn't on a cartridge. I don't know if they have a cartridge version of this. Um, I'd have to, or a physical version of this. Probably uh, not. At least yeah. Not now. Cause I imagine if they will, then it'll be $40 and it'll contain. Yes. It, that's one of the things I like about some of these collections is that especially the collections that are all in one cart, uh, that you can easily pop in and play uh, and don't have to rely on the internet. So, um, but I'm checking that out more and more a little bit. Uh, I was thinking of last night i was going to jump on but uh and do a quick video of it uh but work got longer than i thought it was going to go so i couldn't uh do that but yeah i've been asked multiple by many people saying hey that sounds like a jesse game are you getting it and i said no because i already have a meme cabinet that has all these games (laughs) like go watch my videos on me playing these games (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's that's what it is so for me it's uh um, like I said, it's an interest of having these collections one way or another, I suppose. So for nostalgia purposes, and I want them on the cart also to be able to share with my kids so that they can see the games that I was able to play when I was a kid. So yeah. that's what I've been playing. Cool. Excellent. Uh, Jesse, 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. Uh, I played the, but like a third of Persephone. I have a, live stream of that so that's out on the youtube channel most of my thoughts are there relative you know it's plain puzzle game there's like no story is no seeming reason why you're there so i was hoping for a little bit more explanation and then project triangle strategy debut demo i played the first encounter of that which it was like 20 minutes 25 minutes of cutscene dialogue and then 40 minutes of the battle and i'm like i was mentally exhausted and that mm. isn't even all of the demo it, it, wow. it goes on to the next chapter the chapter i played was chapter six and then it, it started chapter seven and that's where i stopped it are you so, en- did you enjoy it because uh, truth be told i downloaded this demo also now I don't really know why. I think I might have blacked out and it ended up on my ish, my, my uh, dashboard. <laughs> but like, I saw a lot of people. I'm like, I'm like, I did try the Octopath Traveler demo. Maybe I'll give this a shot. Um, but, See, I, I, but I felt like as I watched it, I was like, this feels like a chess game. But, but I don't want to pigeonhole you. I don't like strategy do. games. No, you know, like, I, like the last time I tried a Fire Emblem game was the GBA game. That was the the Ambassador program. Yeah, and I didn't like that because uh, you know the permadeath was the main thing, but it's just each encounter just took so long. If if they were more more 
smaller, more concise than I might like it more. But you know, you had like seven units. The enemy had up to ten or twelve units. Mm. But among not all at once, the more were added as you played. Uh, that you had to clear out. So you know, I know the people who like Fire Emblem are going to love this. Uh, me is not is not as much of a me game. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. But you've got a video that you're gonna we're gonna publish that tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, I like for some I don't know why the video is about an hour long, and it took over three hours for my computer to render it, and it normally doesn't take that long, so I'm kind of worried what's going on. But uh, I'll upload that to YouTube tonight so we can schedule it for the weekend. Lovely, lovely, excellent, perfect. Thank you. Uh, all right, heading over to our weatherman in Tennessee, Marty Estes. How is the weather? Uh, it's uh, pretty cold here, boss. Excellent. Great. Back to you for what else you've been playing. Uh, so I've been playing Cathedral, which uh, dropped this week from Elven Pixels. And uh, they were kind enough to send us over a uh, review copy of it. And uh, it is um, kind of like the best way that I know to describe it would be it's uh, like if Castlevania and Shovel Knight had a baby. Okay, so uh, what you're getting is uh, you're getting a uh, a retro style pixelated um, game that I the music and the visuals very much put me in the mind of Shovel Knight, which is not a bad thing. Uh, but it, it has the gameplay and style of a Metroidvania game uh, where you'll need to do a lot of backtracking and, you know, pick up certain items and. Uh, go back and, and retrace your steps to unlock new things. The, what I was telling the guys before the show was I didn't really know a lot about this game when it first, when, when they, they told me about it and gave me the code. And like at the very first, like five minutes into it, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a dud. Oh, this is, this is not going to be good. Um, because it just didn't have a story. Like it was, it was kind of aimless. You're this red knight running around the cathedral. There's not really a reason why. Uh, the cathedral has two layers, which is like you go through a door and then you're in the back layer of the map or you're in the front layer of the map, which is, I'd probably make it sound a little more complicated than it is. Um, but eventually something happens to take you out of the cathedral into the world beyond. And that's when the story really starts to open up and you begin to gain new powers and it all starts to click and make sense. So I feel like I could say that it's good with the, the the idea of you need to put about 30, 45 minutes or to an hour into it to really get out of the cathedral in the beginning. But you'll be coming back. Okay? Like, you're, you're going to be there probably multiple times. And I've looked at some of the... Like going to the second area kind of op- when that world opens up a little bit kind of gives you an, a, an idea of, of how many locations you'll go to. And this seems like a pretty hefty game. So, so far I'm giving it an optimistic thumbs up. I, I, it's on the eShop right now. When I'm able to get back to my computer that I use to stream and render, I'm going to do a video on it. So if you want to wait until then, but it's out right now. Uh, and if you're looking to scratch, like honestly, if you're looking to scratch the Metroidvania itch, this is a game for you. If you're buying this and going, oh, it's going to be like more Shovel Knight, don't. Don't do that. Okay. There's some little things 
that are kind of off about it that don't put it right up there with Shovel Knight Jimmy, but it does. The control's great, sounds great, music is infectious. Um, the story is actually, I'm kind of hooked in it. It's, and so, yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, also been playing Bowser's Fury. Mario, we talked about that. Uh, but I've also been playing, uh, I jumped back into, um, to, uh, Animal Crossing, like, like Tim did and the festival event. Uh, I did not like Pave. He's a jerk. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> He's a jerk. Hot I take. don't like him. Why am I out here collecting your feathers, sir? This is outrageous. But I, I did like that there was like a definite beginning and end to the event. Like, here it is. It's the day uh, you, you, you know, go get these feathers. Oh, you've done it. Now, you, now I need three and we're done. Like, yes. it wasn't like this. So, so, you know, Silvando it, didn't have problems with his costume when he wore it in, uh, in, oh, okay. in Dragon Quest. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I did. I put all the festival items out and we had a great time doing it. But there's just, I don't know. I, I, another thing, too, the timing of it was pretty terrible. Like a big yeah. event in Animal Crossing on a Monday. And I get that it's not for us, right? Festivals, it's, it's celebrated in other countries. That's great. I'm thank, thankful they're including stuff like that. But for me, was not my favorite event. But however, nothing can be a letdown like Christmas was in Animal Crossing. <laughs> so this yes. is, you know, it's still pretty high compared to that crap show. So there you go. That's what I've been playing. Oh, and uh, also been playing a ton of Spider-Man on PS5 because it's awesome. Nice. Hey, Marty, by the way, way it's on uh, how long does how long to beat says that Cathedral main story is 20 hours on average. Whoa. Whoa. OK, so just to do the main quest, 20, 20 hours. So there you just, go. Yeah, the main story is 20 hours. Completionists, awesome. it's 27 hours. Ooh, okay. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit of depth there for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I will give you a quick, quick little bit of what I've been playing. Uh, obviously, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. We've talked about that. Love it. Do it. Pick it up. Uh, in my house this weekend, one of the reasons why we did not get to Bowser's Fury launch day was because Stardew Valley had its big, big 1.5 update. And one of the big features that was added to this was co-op local split screen. Um, and this was so cool. Uh, Jody and my youngest daughter, Morgan, who absolutely loves Stardew Valley, um, were able to participate together. So Jody has her farm. They do, they do split screen and Morgan created kind of like a little avatar that joins Jody's farm and they have, it's a split screen experience. They go around, they assist each other and they, um, they literally, it's like, Two games are running simultaneously, but they're they're uh, they're you know she's collecting wood over there and adds the pile, and so it's really really cool. Um, I think Stardew Valley is such a fantastic game. It's it's again much more like Animal Crossing. It's a it's a game that just keeps going and going and going forever. And our house Stardew Valley is huge, and my kids, are especially Morgan and Jody, um, Jody's not a kid; she's my wife, but they <laughs> absolutely love it. That is their like go to. 
on my Nintendo Switch, Stardew Valley is the second most played game ever on the Switch, only being surpassed by my obsession for Fortnite. Coming in at number three is Overcooked. So there's yeah. an idea of where it's in our house. Um, the other final thing that was not really a game, but something I got to participate in, was a very Mario, a very Mario trivia experience hosted by Nintendo of Canada. Uh, the family and I participated on that on Monday. It was like a 45-question trivia event, and you kind of logged in. If anyone's ever used a, a system like Kahoot, where it's basically a digital trivia platform, uh, <laughs> jumped, in, jumped in and got to do that. It was a lot of fun testing your trivia knowledge. Uh, I did capture that entire event as well, and it is on our YouTube channel, so you can actually jump in and watch it there if you want. So you can kind of actually sit down and test your your Mario knowledge and your Mario trivia with your own household. You know, write down some scores, write down some answers. It's a lot of fun as well. And that's again, that's a very Mario trivia experience. Again, available on our YouTube channel. And the way I cut it was it was straight into the question. So if you want to check that out, yeah, I took the quiz based on your video, and I got seven wrong. There you go. Not too, not too bad at all. So that is what we have been playing. Jesse, let's head over to our community spotlight. All right. We have got some questions in our community spotlight. Uh, let's start off with Daryl. Uh, Tim, do you want to read this one? Sure can. Daryl writes in and says, I have a few questions to ask the panel, but I'll preamble with a short story. I originally bought Immortals Phoenix Rising for Switch on day one. It was a game that on paper looked like it was right up my alley. It's bright and colorful, and it's not trying to be overly cinematic, and it's a new IP. Plus, I like to see more Breath of the Wild-inspired games, and I'm jonesing for anything remotely kid Icarus again. Unfortunately, when I played the game, it did nothing for me. I won't go over it into what I didn't like. It just left me unimpressed. So I wound up selling it to a coworker. Fast forward to a later sale. I bought it for the switch again. Why? Because it really bothered me. I don't know why that I didn't click with this game and couldn't let it go. So I ended up buying it twice just because it felt weird how this game seemed just like a perfect me game. And I wanted to make this click. As of this email, no, it still isn't clicking. My questions, are there any games any of you guys have purchased because the genre, franchise, game loop, etc. was right in your wheelhouse? Only for you to find that you don't like the game. And did you stick with it or did you give up on it? And have there been any games you did give up on and later on down the road you purchased it again? Did Did your perception of the game change after the repurchase? So a lot of questions in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll I'll start. Yeah. Um, the the game I thought I would like, I think I might have said this before, uh, was uh, Monster Hunter Try on the Wii. On paper, that sounds like it would be everything I'd want. But I I I bought it, played through like the first hour tutorial, and I it. I didn't like it. You know, what it wasn't what I was expecting and you know kind of the same thing of what I got from the Rise demo is what it taught me was everything else except for fighting. But when it came to actually fighting, I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. So, yeah, 
the the quest the quest system was I, I, I don't remember exactly what I don't like didn't like about it because this was what 12 13 years ago now mm. but uh it, it, it didn't click and uh did, didn't play it past that hour okay. and then as for a game I tried gave up on it and picked it up later um I, when persona 3 was new I rented <laughs> rented that from gamefly and it I yeah, it didn't click with me. I didn't understand the 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 con the battle system or the story. Uh, but then when later on I played Persona Four, when that was new and loved it, mm. underst- I understood that battle system and really liked, liked the story. Played it, you know, it was like a hundred hour game. So I, then I went back. I I, I bought per- Persona Three again, and then gave it a try. And having understood the the mechanics from four, I was able to understand three, and I did play through that. Nice. Okay. Good example, Jesse. Uh, Tim. Um, I will say that it was actually Axiom Verge that actually I did did not click with me at first, and I was surprised mm-hmm. because it's definitely it's a Metroidvania game right in my mm-hmm. wheelhouse, mm-hmm. and I heard a lot of good things about it, and I I got it for uh the Vita and I was like I wanted to like it and I just wasn't getting into it I didn't was like what is going on here it just wasn't I don't know if it was the timing of it or just like like you said here just not clicking um so I did sell it with I ended up selling it and with my Vita um or did I download it but anyways I got rid of the Vita and it because I heard it was coming out for the switch and it did um, and I figured I would give it another try on the Vita. And actually, I hadn't tried it yet until the monthly mayhem that the Dads After Dark did uh, when they were doing the Metroidvania games stretch there. I picked mm-hmm. Axiom Verge and started playing it and was like, this game is a blast. <laughs> I don't know what my problem was at the time, but yeah. I, it was just I had, was having a lot of fun with it. I haven't beat it. Obviously, it's like any other game, I guess, <laughs> that I play. But um, I've, I've been playing it. It's in there. It's still on my Switch to go back to. And hopefully I'll be able to get back to it at some point. But uh, it's yeah. I'm glad I I bought it for the Switch and I'm glad I have it. So yeah, I, I did play that uh, PS4 when it was new there. And I got as far as, you know, getting the glitch gun. And then when I started needed to use that to progress, I'm like, I, I'm not understanding <laughs> this so I, I, I guess that's where i stopped okay yeah that's good uh marty uh you know for me this is probably going to be a surprise is it's exit the gungeon i was wondering I, I about it. that i hate it I, I, like, I remember I've, that i've spent more time with it than and i've tried to make it click i've tried to like it like i've always thought like Oh yeah, 2D enter the gungeon. This will be great. Uh, but the whole like the gun changes every 30 seconds mechanic or however long is garbage. Like I just like that it was such a bad design choice to me. Uh, I love the, the IP and I love the idea that like you made it and now you're having to get out and it, it, it turns the series on its head, but it just it did not sit well with me, and 
<laughs> it, it came out and I, I tried to put a bunch of time into it and then it just didn't change my opinion of it mm. at all. So I just, I'll, I will just stick with the original. I'll play Enter the Gungeon and enjoy it for what it is. But it, Exit the Gungeon was a huge miss for me and I, I won't be going back and picking it up. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, for myself, there was kind of two games that actually came to mind uh, last year that kind of resonated with me here. Um, the first one actually being Outer... Uh, nope, that's not right. Sorry. Uh, Borderlands. Um, and because you know, there's that looter shooter kind of gameplay loop that you know I think I think I've I've enjoyed before um, online functionality, and I just couldn't quite it couldn't quite get in the groove for me, and like everything mechanically about it feels like a game that I should be liking, um, but it just didn't click for me. And the other game very similar to that again, the kind of that shooter um, free to play squad based game was Rogue Company. Um, when you look at that on paper, that feels like it's a very much of a kind of a, a Justin, you know, Apex kind of Fortnite squad game that that would be interesting. But I just, it, I mean, some people love it, and I, and I really try, but I just like I didn't find the characters that compelling, the world that great. I found the gameplay was okay, the controls were a little stiff, didn't move the way I wanted. It. I was just like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. I think with Borderlands, it just, um, it didn't. I, I like. I think I'll go back to it and find my way on it, but it just, it just right now, it's, it's sometimes just a season, right? You're like, oh, that just maybe, maybe I had played a bunch of, you know, and, and I wonder here, Daryl, I wonder if you'd played a bunch of other games, you know, if I think of something like um, Phoenix Rising, had you been playing a bunch of like maybe uh, Assassin's Creed games before you started playing it, or maybe you'd played a bunch, you know, some Breath of the Wild stuff, you know, where so much that that that. Um, had already been satisfied that by the time you got it, it was kind of a master of nothing. And so it didn't quite live up to it. Right. And I think like for me, it may have been the fact like for borderlands, I've been playing some other looter shooters was really heavy into, you know, Fortnite. So this just didn't land the way I wanted it to. But if I come back, um, it, it may be different as well. So I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with like, you know, I think it's interesting here. Like it didn't click with me. I sold it. And then I went back and bought it again. Right. And I think some games, and I think what we saw a little bit from Phoenix and maybe Tim, you played a lot of Phoenix mortals rising as well. That felt like a game that had a tail to it. And I don't mean that just like, you know, the analogy of Phoenix rising or whatever like that, but like um, it, it kind of like there was a, there was a, there was a slow burn for that for general, like people being like, yeah, like I see a lot of like, like photos on Twitter nowadays. People are still are like, well, this is such a good game. Like, yeah. don't sleep on it. It's on sale. Don't sleep on it. It's such a good game. So I wonder if it's just because it's also in the in the cultural zeitgeist that you're like, what am I missing here? Like, am I am I wrong? True. Yeah. Very true. And I think it's uh, some of those games where you aren't in the mindset to play, you can't force it. So just because other people are playing it, and that's where I was with Axiom Verge. Other people yep. were playing it, and it was just like, oh, I got to like this. I want to play it so I can talk about it with people. And just I just wasn't into it. So... Yep. Um, and I think it's the same with probably what uh, Daryl was saying with his uh, Phoenix Rising game here is maybe he's just trying to fit something in that doesn't need to fit in right now. Maybe he does come back to it later. Yep. And uh, enjoy it what, for what's worth and know, you know, what you're getting into, I suppose, too. Because sometimes what might happen is you might have an idea of what the game is about and you get into it and it's like it is nothing like what you thought it was mm -hmm. about. And mm -hmm. that'll throw you off. So 
I've, I can't remember the game right now, but I've had situations like that before where I just put it aside and I'll come back to it later. And then I had more yeah. fun with it because now I know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. That's a great, that's a great statement. Yeah. Changing your, your expectations. That's a great component of it as well. Yes. All right. Uh, you want to head over to our next question there, Tim? Sure. Uh, these next three, and I'll try to get through them quickly here. Uh, I got three from discord and I'll start with Chris HL who is a, uh, is our sports guy <laughs> sports ball for our sports ball. So, but, uh, uh, still no NHL 94 rewind yet, but we're still hoping for that. But, uh, anyways, he asks or presents the, uh, an article about Google Stadia head, Phil Harrison praised the dev team for its progress just before pulling the plug on them, blindsiding the whole team. What does this mean for the gaming industry and Nintendo? The whole changing gears from Stadia, from them being uh, kind of like a uh, place for us to go play, you know, online streaming games to where it still is. And they were going to make their own games, but now they're not. And now they let them all go. And now they're more of a service. They're going to be a service for uh, developers to publish uh, games to to their online services, kind of like, um, I forget the name of it, but the kind of like the service that uh, they did for Hitman 3. Mm -hmm. They helped uh, IO Interactive bring their game to the cloud for, especially for Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So what does everybody think about this impacting the community or the industry? Before getting to the answers, (laughs) that little headline makes it sound like Phil Harrison's being hypocritical. I, I, I'm imagining he had nothing to do with the decision to can the dev team. It probably was was a shock to him as well. I yep. imagine you know those decisions come from higher up. So yep. isn't Phil the highest one up in that division though? Well, well, so, someone's above him. Someone I, in, is he in the gaming division? I think he's it. Yeah. Well, s- someone at Google said you were get yeah, rid of someone this. At Google said, but he sure as hell knew what was going on. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Uh, they probably led to that point. He probably knew what was coming, but uh, he was hoping maybe I think of benefit of the doubt, right? Where he was probably hoping that they would be able to continue on. And then the decision was made after that point right. to say, you know, like, all right, things aren't going the way we wanted I, to. We want to change our business plan. I, I'm just saying we, I doubt it was his decision to pull the plug. Solely, yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I I think, you know, I think streaming still has a future. You know, just 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 because Google isn't making its own games anymore, or if it ever did, I don't know if they ever did. Uh, I think you know we've seen streaming services before. There was one ten years ago, Play Play On, something like that, and it it worked. But you know, the, the internet wasn't wasn't where it needed to be. Now it is in, in many areas. You know, sorry, Marty, but, uh, <laughs> so, so I, I think streaming is going to be something, you know, we're going to see more of it in the future. You know, you know, I, I think both Nintendo will have streaming games like the Hitman, And if not, maybe steam might, or switch may even have a Stadia client in the future. I, w- I wouldn't surprise me at all. Much like, you know, the rumored xCloud client for Switch, which never happened. But again, still still may someday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I think there's a couple things there. I think 
timing of it. We just don't know when that information was known. So I think Phil praising, you know, and I think the other part of it is that Phil can praise that team and the development going really well. And people are awesome. That is in, that is, that unfortunately is, is separate from the business decision to close the studio. Right. Uh, unfortunately, it's a very, that's a very cold statement, but those are two different things, right? You have, you're doing an awesome job. I love what you're doing. And the decision is that this is no longer viable, a viable solution for us as an organization. Doesn't mean that the work over here wasn't amazing, wasn't fantastic, and the leadership wasn't great. It just it just means that the the the, the business financial perspective of it doesn't logically make sense. It doesn't take it's, away from the effort and effort effort and work that individuals put in. It's, you know, we, we all know by looking at all these other companies that gaming is. Ne- Probably never profitable initially. It's mm-hmm. a long run. Yeah. And Google just doesn't have the patience. We've seen the graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that and, was and, brought up too. And the and the reality the reality is that someone is someone said basically, like, listen, you're not you're not as far ahead as you need to be with Gustadia organizationally to be making the profit you need to to be able to sustain the project to be able to stay, sustain what we're what we vested. So you have to make a cut somewhere, and yes. where is it going to go? You need to you need to change your strategy and your direction over here. Paying for you know staff, resources, buildings—that's a lost leader. That is a lost leader until they can create. Then let's say until they can create a game, publish the game, and it gets enough people to buy the game that it covers those costs. Until then, it is a lost leader. Guess what? They were probably far enough from production that wasn't going to happen, and they also realized that probably the install base. For Google Stadia was probably not going to be high enough for a first-party studio to really gain your gain it, right? Like a first-party studio kicking off without like a an established franchise or IP, that's a hard place to be, and especially in a market that's as competitive as it is right now with the video game industry. Um, despite some of the amazing people that they have, and the fact is, your install base for something like Google Stadia we know is low, right? So you have to consider those numbers to be able to say where are you losing, you are you losing time here. Jesse, I know being a Stadia being that's that is your business model. That is yep. all you do is being a streaming system service. Almost has to be a subscription. This you have to buy the games that you don't physically own. Mm-hmm. People are people don't like that, and that's why they didn't get the numbers signed up like they originally wanted. It's yep. a little bit different with Nintendo streaming because that is not their model. It is a, yep. that is the exception. Mm-hmm. And the re- only reason why that works is because that's the only real alternative. We're not going to see Hitman Three natively run. We never will. Yeah. So th- that's the only way to get it to work. And yeah. that, and it's, I don't know if it's forty dollars on the other systems or not, but uh, at least it was a day and date game with other systems, which yeah. is yeah. not something you, you normally see on this type of structure. Yeah. And I don't know how big of an influence uh, that, like, uh, the company was Ubit, Ubitus. Uh, Ubitus. Uh, they worked with IO Interactive for that. And I don't know if how much of an influence that was or any other companies that helped, say, Control. I don't know who helped them get theirs in the... I think in, same same one. Okay. So, um, and if if there had been talks from the Google side to move to that type of... Uh, scenario where they're more helping other companies get their games to the cloud rather than them 
doing the service. So we'll yep. see in a couple of years if the service will still be around mm-hmm. uh, as we know it today, or if it'll be something like Ubitus, yep. where you know we're not going anywhere to play all the games that Ubitus supports. It's Ubitus is putting it on our, the Switch platform, you know, yeah, for us to play. Exactly. So will we see that same thing happen with Stadia? Stadia will bring a game to on behalf of another developer to uh the switch to play yeah 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 again i think you're 100 right there tim um i i don't think that this is a sign that stadia is dead yet i don't think it's a sign that streaming has failed i don't think any of that i think that i think this is this is i i would say that this is a if this is a this is a good cut on stadia right but 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 i'm not quite dead yet right i'm still yeah. i can still fight i can still take a moment it's not a here. streaming problem it's a google problem Correct, and it's and it's them it's them having to repivot or to pivot to to adjust their business model to hopefully find success and, and find a revenue stream. Um, I will say that you could probably only do that so many times before someone goes, "Yeah, you've pivoted and adjusted your business model, and you can't <laughs> find that. We're done here." Or so, they sell off something. You know, yeah, they might sell exactly it off. It. Yeah, Ebisol makes a statement here. He said, "Wasn't Xbox basically in the red until like Halo Three on the Xbox 360?" Um, I don't can't I don't can't remember that one for sure, Episode, but I do remember like they took a loss for a long time yeah. to finally get their momentum, and that actually the Red Ring of Death just about killed them. Right, financially. That, that did not help at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, During the OG Xbox, I don't think they ever profited. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a, there's a, to get into the game, you have to be okay with losing a lot for a while, um, and then hoping that it pays off, right? Um, again, when the market is as saturated as, as it is, as right. it, you know, and it's dynamically changing and that's what happens. And that's the thing. Did, did Google going into Stadia understand the length of time it was going to take and were they willing to do that? And I, and from this action, I don't think they were. Yeah. If people saw this coming again, we've seen the graveyard. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's unfortunate and, you know, it's, but I think it's just one of those things where we see a lot of things happen where there's stepping stones in the future technologies we see later on. Yeah. Um, and I see here, uh, caffeinated diabetic, uh, asks, are is Xbox still in the red? I think they're their biggest goal right now is still thinking about long-term with buys like my, uh, Minecraft studios, um, and, which is Mojang and Bethesda. Um, yeah, I think they're out of the red, but they are definitely in an acquisition perspective right now um right they're they're actively moving forward but it takes a while to get there right and they had to they had to buy in those things right to help move some of those uh sales and bolster some of the sales obviously bethesda and mojang are are very big acquisitions for them and there's some licensing the other part of it is that windows or the microsoft shop kind of has a history of like sticking through with an idea for a while and trying Mm -hmm. to find a way to make it work but i know that you know there's countless stories of how like they were days or weeks away from shutting the whole thing down. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Excellent right. question. Tim, what's our next one? Next one is, and actually from the chat, I thought it was a good question and probably a quick answer because it's basically if Nintendo's listening to their fans, this will answer that question. G Acre says with, with Skyward Sword going HD and Zelda 35th, what Zelda game most deserves a remake this year? And I think everybody wants Wind Waker. So... If they're listening to their audiences, I think everybody wants Wind Waker. Zelda 2. <laughs> I'm going to agree with Jesse. Like, I think at this point, like, 
honestly, if they would do Zelda two or they would do a full like stylized to the moon remake of the original Legend of Zelda, I mean like take people back to where it all started, right? And just do something just like even if it was like done paper style or cardboard style or whatever. Um just something like that. I mean, Wind Waker, like, at this point, it's going to be a port because they've already remade it in HD. Yep. So I, I think it's a given that we're going to get Twilight Princess HD and and Wind Waker HD this year. Is I it... don't want them to do Ocarina of Time again. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going back to those two original Zeldas. Let's get a good remake of those with some, I mean, Zelda 2, oh my gosh. The Wasn't Breath of the Wild that. based on the first game, though? I thought it, I thought they were saying that the Breath of, Breath of the Wild was uh, based on that. I think it was originally inspired, but then, yeah, it's, it's expanded. It right. was inspired by, but also I think what the quote I always come back to is that they kept saying things like, we're going to take the conventions of Zelda and flip them on their head. Like right. we're gonna do, we're gonna make it completely brand. Like we're gonna, it's gonna be a brand new experience. It's gonna revitalize the series. Yeah, I just would. I think it would be really cool to play those first two games again in a different way. Yes, uh, and and just because think about where. I mean Mario, if you if you look at it, Mario started out running left to right, hitting question blocks, bouncing on Goombas going down pipes, fighting Bowser. And 35 years later, that's what he's doing. Pretty much still, right? But look at the ways that the, look at the ways that the Legend of Zelda has changed in 35 years. From it, from where it began. Yes. And it has changed immensely. I think those first two games deserve a massive remake. That's just me. I think it would be. Uh, I think if they were smart, they they could still release Wind Waker since it should. So- it sounds like it would be easy port over. You know, put it out on the eShop, make it available p- for people, and do one of those remakes to one and two, or two. You know, something, so. that, something that I don't again. I don't disagree. I think we we're going to see it at some point, but yeah, the it, its main problem is they took away the Tingle Tuner. And gave you the Tingle Bottle, which was Miiverse based, which is uh, gone. So they're gonna have to fill it with some something else. I don't know what that would be. You know, bring back the Tingle t- Tingle Tuner and like a sub- separate screen, which that would the Tingle Tuner would have made a lot more sense on the Wii U being a two screen device. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm sure they can be creative enough. <laughs> Another game I think also needs a, a new coat of paint because it hasn't had one ever. It's only been re-released as is the uh, Minish Cap. Yes. Yeah. Any of the a camp a Capcom collection I think would be awesome if they could do that. Or I think that was know. one of my predictions. <laughs> yes. So the, the seasons game versions and and Minish Cap definitely would be awesome. Is Justin frozen or are you do you is Justin there? Hello? Okay, there you are. You're you're 
frozen on my screen. <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right. So did you have anything to add to that, Justin? Mm, uh, the only thing I have to add is I think Tingle Tuner should be our episode title. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on to the Discord uh, thing that we have here from Mecha Dragon. Uh, if a game is pretty old, does it remake or remaster have to drop down in price because of it? I don't know. I'm probably sounding like a blind Nintendo fan, but them pricing it to $60 makes sense since they probably have to redo the whole game's controls. So basically, does a remake or remaster have to drop down in price because of it no. being one of those? No. And I think we kind of talked no, about that earlier, right? Those things. Yeah, it's like basically if it if that system was still out today, it would still be the same price. That's the way Nintendo works. They don't normally drop it down unless it's one of their selects. Um, so it coming out for a new system, that means they had to do some work to bring it over. Regardless of how little or a lot it was, it still has to be some work that has to be paid for. And whether we like it or not, um, we're going to pay for it. <laughs> Caffeinated diabetics yeah, the, 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 if kind of merging the last two questions, you know, if Wind Waker gets ported to the Switch, he thinks it should be cheaper because it isn't another rewrite. It's will be more or less a port uh, right. from the Wii U version with you know, the only thing so, new is what to do with the tingle item. So there's there's a couple pieces to that that I that I'd want to break down, right? So long as, so it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, So long as Nintendo puts it out at the price that it is, $60, and despite the internet raising their fists and saying, grr, I don't like this, no, people go and buy it. So if you don't like the price of it, here's an idea. Don't buy it. Correct. That's simple. Now, if enough people don't buy the game and Nintendo goes, oh, sure, look at maybe we've overpriced this one. The sales aren't right. Then it will be lower cut. But so long as as long as they're making the value of the, the, their pricing and people are paying for it, the Internet can be as mad as they want. But the sales are going to show. Yeah, look right? We see that show. with all the remakes that's, that have come. Yeah, That's logic. And everyone knows that you don't use logic. <laughs> We we talked I mean, t- we talked about this why, before, right, Marty? It's uh, why, it's what Nintendo why does. Not, why would we not scold that old rascal Nintendo for? How dare you sell me Metopia for uh, for fifty dollars? How dare you give me Skyward Sword HD with brand new button controls and an updated uh, heads up display and this and you know on screen stuff? How dare you give me what I've been asking for? And charge me the same amount. <laughs> the, the amount, the amount of outrage about Skyward Sword HD uh, is borderline ridiculous and, and to me is, at this point. And there are also there is precedence for pricing of the Switch version of a 3DS game fifty dollars instead of forty because it's been done before with Sushi yeah. Strikers. Yeah. And we had uh, Donkey Kong Country games, right? The the one that was ported over, it was the same price or a little bit more. Well, right? that was also originally a Wii game, so that's a little bit different. Well, this was a Wii game, isn't it? Right, but, but using the, the Sushi Strikers example, that was never oh, okay. a Wii game. 
Gotcha. Yes. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Obviously, the internet was mad at my response to them saying, you suck. And they're like, really? We'll turn your internet off. Um, so, sorry, I, and I missed all of it. Um, my commentary there is, as long we as got- Nintendo prices it and people pay for it, people will do that. Yes. Um, so, it's going to work. Uh, so, if you don't like a game and you want to whine about it, whine about it. But just choose not to buy the game. Don't buy it. And yeah. Don't guilt people for deciding to buy a game they like and are and enjoy like don't do that that's that's sucky you're being a stupid person don't do that yeah what um, happened with sword and shield you know that was yeah. a lot of the people were, were planning on boycotting the game and we'll yeah. show nintendo it's the with the fourth no. fifth selling best no. selling game yeah. on the system yeah do you know why nintendo does this because they can and because they, they can make the money yeah and that Businesses work. Welcome to reality. And the other problem is that the challenge is that other companies that we see, PlayStation and Xbox, yeah, when they do a re-release of something, they do lower market down. That's their business model. That's that's their motif. And that works for them. That's great, right? Um, they have more more games coming out faster that have the stores Nintendo, have to take the stock. Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't. doesn't. Do Nintendo, Nintendo also has stated time and time again that they cherish the value of their games essentially they cherish the value of their ips yes right so you need to look at it not as a as a as a game but rather as an ip showcase and so you are not going to adjust anything there go ahead tim i see laughter uh just our friend shock capri came in the chat and talking about my beard that's all okay sure look at yeah is tim's beard in the final form or is that still yet to be seen oh that's a good point that's a great point (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. You've yet. got to collect I, all 100 beard shines first. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm working <laughs> on get it. The final form. Yeah. I'm working on it. All right. Uh, last question. It actually comes from this guy named Tim in our Discord. He's a troublemaker. Uh, but I, I figured this time I'd get his question out since he's, you know, missed it out last week. Uh, Hollywood is making a new video game movie and they want you to play a role in it acting or voice acting. What game is it? What role is it, and is it live action or a cartoon? <laughs> if, if it's live action, you know, you know, with you know the 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 shape that my body has devolved back into again, you know, we think we're looking at a Wario. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I would just, uh, I would have to do something about this, though. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh my gosh! So G Acres says, I, I, "I'm Tingle." <laughs> <laughs> yes. And chat, feel that, free to bring in your ideas too. Yeah, uh, I would play the uh, the square Tetris block in the live action uh, movie Tetris. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, but now if it's animated. Then I got to be Waluigi in the Mario movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. I would want it to be. I would want to do something animated. I'd want to do the voiceover. I just don't know for what. Yeah, uh, I've actually been, you know, trying to do, drop some up, uh, auditions in for voice acting gigs from time to time. Have never been selected for anything, but I would be. It would be something I'd like to try. I've Session actually got, you've done it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually, I've got voice acting 
class that's coming up this weekend I'm doing for three hours to work on that stuff. But yeah, no, I auditioned for a uh, voiceover for a trailer uh, last year. I think I told you that before. Um, and uh, I was not successful, but I made it to like the round where they brought it to the client to hear, 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 um, hear the pitches and hear the takes on. It. And I wasn't the successful one, but it was great. Cool experience. Yeah, it was very cool. So did you think of any game yet or no? You're just, I was thinking Metroid. Metroid. Okay. Yeah, I, and I don't know where, like, obviously not being Metroid, but maybe being, like, the, a villain using some sinister voice or a sidekick or something. I don't know. Nice. That's yeah. cool. I was thinking if it's live action, kind of leaning towards the high live action because of what this movie would be about, but they did come out with a Need for Speed movie. I would do the sequel, and I would definitely want to be a driver of nice. one of those cars. Nice. So. <laughs> Oh, I like G. Acres' new comment. I I say we flip the question. Who would play the Nintendo dads in their new movie? <laughs> uh, probably Kevin James would play me. I that call Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black, Kevin James. I'll do uh, Ewan McGregor for me. Sure. Uh, With that Zobie no one Kenobi beard just longer. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who know who Kevin James is, uh, King of Queens. Yes. From CBS. Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, Paul Blart Mall Cop sounds appropriate. Uh, who would play Jesse? Oh, guys, guys. Daniel Day Lewis, of course. There you go. Of course, Daniel Day Lewis. I was going to say Adam Leonard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I like it. That's like it, it for the questions from the community. Man, that and that is it for a show. We are running in almost two and a half hours. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are, that's it. We're going to get out of here. This has been episode number 315. Uh, as I close, a couple of big things. Thank you. Thank you so much for a couple of things. Man, your support over on YouTube and obviously here on Twitch as well. Thank you for that. We greatly appreciate that. We're actually nearly, guys, you know we're nearly near. We're almost at 1,000 subs on twitch or sorry a thousand followers on twitch which is absolutely crazy thank you so much for that yeah we're uh past our five thousand subs on youtube and by the way for those of you did not know uh red warrior network marty's son uh isaac his youtube channel passed 100 followers or 100 subs last week so he can now stream is that right marty that is correct ending the weather He is so excited about going to do his weekly thing next week. He didn't get to this week. And who knows? We may do two because he he is going to get the stream. And thank you all for giving him a follow. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, that was so great. Yeah. I, I know that that was absolutely, absolutely wonderful stuff. Um, and, uh, oh, I just closed the wrong document. Bear with me one second here. All right. A couple of things I want to say as well. Uh, big thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, David Ernsberg, Antonio Contrario, and Christopher uh, Warren. We greatly, greatly appreciate you. We appreciate, of course, all of our Patreon uh followers but uh, patreon producers get a special shout out at the end of the show hey if you're looking for more nintendo dads information head over to our website that's uh, nintendodads.org that's our latest youtube videos tweets podcast episodes and so much more plus links to our social media pages and patreon pages and hey by the way did you know we have merch of course we have merch we have t-shirts we have stickers we have all kinds of stuff if you want these crazy logos 
plastered all over your house, head over to our shop. And of course, again, that is on nintendodads.org where that is our central landing page. Hey, you're looking for us on the social medias, of course, Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and so much more. Just, just type in the words Nintendo Dads and there it is. It's all there. So you can, you can click, you can subscribe, you can like, you can follow, you can do all of those things as well. Uh, if you want to send us an email, head over to nintendodads at gmail.com or if you want to leave a voicemail, you can call us at 92925NDADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix, which is the music you hear throughout the show. And of course, hey, if you're listening on a podcast, go over to your favorite podcast catcher of choice like uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. Leave us a four or five star review. Nothing less than four. If you're thinking about adding a three, get the hell out of here. Don't do that. A four or five. That's all I take. That is it. And just write down some words. You know, I like Justin's Canadian accent. Uh, Tim's beard, amazing. Jesse, sexy. <laughs> Tim, uh, <laughs> Marty, Marty, what's the weather in Tennessee? It's cold. That's right. You're right to me. It's cold. That's all you got to do. That is it. That is all. Ladies and gentlemen, for myself, Timothy Off, Jesse, and Mr. Marty Estes on the line calling in from a cold Tennessee. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have yourselves a fantastic day. Thanks for watching. Be good. Be kind. Love someone. Take care. Bye-bye. Later, Pete. Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.